Wentz had a nice bounce back year. Season, he was the, good. The, the issue for me with Wentz is always chips are on the line. Now what? And I picked the Jags because of Carson Wentz. <laughs> I think it's one of the worst losses in recent NFL memory mm-hmm. for me. I think it's one of the worst losses in the history of their franchise. It absolutely falls at the feet of Carson Wentz. But everybody in that organization had a hand in it. In the meantime, we have another quarterback on the move. Matt Ryan has been traded to the Colts. Breaking news out of the NFL where Stephon Gilmore is signing with the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts have traded for Yannick Ngakwe. Jonathan Taylor is the MVP of the NFL. This is the best run-blocking offensive line in the NFL. Reggie Wayne talking about Matt Ryan, exact quote. It makes me throw up how much he reminds me of Peyton Manning. Good evening, everybody. We are kicking with the crew. How's everybody doing tonight? <sighs> Beautiful. Lovely. Pretty good. All right. I am Matt Rotor. I'm your host. I'm here with Zach and DeMarco. Uh, Trev is on his way. His laptop had just died. So this is going to be a double feature episode, considering uh, we just played two games since our last episode. Uh, we got one and one throughout the week, which is kind of odd, but we're going to break down those games. We're going to go over some injuries around the league. Uh, this is for any of our viewers who are good uh, fantasy football players. Uh, I got a whole list for you guys to pay attention to. So, how's everybody doing? Doing good. Lovely. Happy about an ugly win. <laughs> it was more like an ugly Broncos loss, but we'll get there. Ugly is an understatement. <laughs> they an awful win. According to Jimmy, it was beautiful. All right. According, According to, to Frank, Jimmy, it was Frank, it was a great win. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. He told the offense they did a great job. I was like, "What? <laughs> You're high." And I even have a, I have another clip. You know, we'll do this one right now. We're gonna watch. We're gonna watch uh, Stephon Gilmore. And what I want everyone to think about is the uh, NFL. Oh, hold on, Trev's on. What up, Trev? Hey, hey. Sorry, I'm a little late. What's up, guys? Got your LSU on, huh? <laughs> they went on today, man. They suck today, but it's all right. Yeah, it happens. It happens. So, what I, so I'm going to do is I'm going to put this clip on real quick. All right, this is this is Stephon Gilmore's post game interview. All right, he was still on the field, and I want you to think of NFL uh, 2K5 and tell me that his little interview does not sound exactly like a pre-recorded NFL 2K5. It looked like this game was over. I knew he, had, he was going to come back, and I had to make a pick. He kept trying me, so I made him pay. How did you feel 
How do you describe what the defense was able to do tonight? There were injuries. It felt like nearly every series you were already missing some key pieces. Now these guys, you know, we, we put a lot of hard work during the week. You know, we got a great defense. You know, we don't have all our guys, but a lot of guys stepped up and made plays. As this team as a whole is trying to find a rhythm, what do you think was a building block to move from tonight? I mean, we just got to find a way to get wins. You know, they, they may not look good all the time, but we got to come out, come up with a win, and we did that today. Thanks, Devon. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep, that's who I stole that from. But, <laughs> hey, bro, don't tell me that shit did not sound so scripted. Like, oh, 100%. He is that dude, though. I love that. Yeah, he kept trying the last two plays, so uh, I had to make him pay. He I kept trying me, so I made him pay. Yeah. Oh, that was so cool. He's that guy. All right, real quick. So, we're not going to do around the NFL this week because uh, we, don't, we don't need to talk about two of the Colts games plus, you know, however many other games there were last week. But we're going to go ahead and go into an injury report real quick. Uh, this is around the whole NFL, so this is for anyone who's into fantasy. Uh, we've got you covered here. Uh, this is as of this morning. So if there are any updates, DeMarco will probably update us throughout the, throughout the night like he did last week. So we'll go ahead and get into that real fast. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. As you can see, this lovely list of NFL football, this is the worst part of our, uh, about the NFL that we all hate, is the injury report. And as you guys can see, it is very lengthy. So just so you guys know, I did pull – I didn't pull everyone, right? The NFL's report was a whole lot longer than this. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so they typically will do notable names. So unfortunately, yeah. if you got family members or people you really like, they may not necessarily be on the list. Yeah, so we, we looked at – I looked at names, and I thought, okay, these guys are probably wide receiver one or two, a tight end one or two, running back one or two, starting quarterback, a backup quarterback. Um, and even some players defensively I picked out so that people knew, you know, what, what their defenses were looking like too. Uh, so as of questionable as of this morning is Isaiah McKenzie. He's out with a concussion. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, I believe, was a uh, – uh, I can't remember what it was. I don't know why it didn't go in there. Uh, Jadavian Clowney's out with an ankle injury. Zay Jones is – or Jadavian Clowney's questionable with ankle. Uh, Zay Jones is questionable with ankle. David Montgomery's an ankle. Amon Ross St. Brown is an ankle. Uh, Marquise Goodwin is a knee and back. Alvin Kamara rib. Jarvis Landry's ankle. Tyreek Hill's a quad, which I think is funny because I saw uh, McDaniels talk about him today, and he said that he was either – he was 100% certain that Tyreek Hill was either going to play or he wasn't going to play, and that was his update as of today. So – uh, that narrows it down. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Waddle out with a groin or questionable with a groin. Julio Jones with a knee. CeeDee Lamb with a groin. Tony Pollard with an illness. Marcus, Marcus Peters with a quad. Uh, out also, is. Uh, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. If you got more for the questionable, because we'll move over to that. Uh, yeah. Juju Smith Schuster is questionable. Uh, Henner Rodenfro does not appear like he's going to be playing. So he is going to be doubtful. It doesn't have it listed, but that's what it would be called. Um, I think that was it for the questionables. Okay, so next week I'll add a doubtful too because I did see a bunch of doubtfuls, but I didn't make that list. I kind of like skipped. Terrell Edmonds was a concussion. Oh, that was different. You said Tremaine. Tremaine. There's been there's been a lot of those early on this year. It's kind of weird, actually. I know. Supposedly it was supposed to be about ten percent down. Yeah. Everybody that wore the little uh, guardians, and it was supposed to reduce the concussions by like 
whatever percentage each year. So they, I'm tracking that they have new helmets. Um, I know yeah. Naheem Hines was not wearing a new helmet this week when he got hit. Um, so his concussion's not due to one of the new helmets. But I know that a lot of these guys are wearing new helmets, and the new helmets are not safe. That's what it's seeming to be. That's been weird. Like, there's always concussions, and there always will be, but it's felt like, at least through the first couple weeks of this season, that the ones that have happened have been, like, more serious or are more right. drastic. At especially this point, literally to, might as well just put the Guardians on the players' heads during the games. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's – I mean, you might as well just go ahead and change the whole season to flag football if you do the Pro Bowl because it's just – it's getting nuts, man. Yeah. All right, so QBs, so who are out this week already um, is Tyrod Taylor. He's out with a concussion. Kenny Galladay's knee injury. Jameson Crowder's out with an ankle. Jake Camaro is out with an ankle. Dawson Knox is a foot hamstring. Keenan Allen is a hamstring. DeAndre Swift is an ankle and a shoulder. DJ Chark is an ankle. Michael Thomas is a foot. Tua is everything. Um, yeah. Kyle Pitts is a hamstring. Uh, Cameron Bray is a concussion. Traylon Burke is a toe. Bud Dupree is a hit. Zach Cunningham, elbow. Amani Cooper is a concussion. That's like half of Tennessee's defense. Uh, Jahan Dotson, hamstring. Dak Prescott is still out because he doesn't have good grip. And Rashad Bateman. I do want to talk about Dak. I don't think Dak is really being held out because of his injury. I think they're just – No, no, he's still out. He still, he still can't grip a football. I, I get that, but I also think they're not going to rush it. I think even oh, yeah. so, though, have, I mean, you remember – have no reason to rush it. You remember how he got the job, you know, years ago from Tony Robo is because they were being cautious with bringing Romo back. And now, now I'm not saying it's the same thing. I think Dak is in a better place than Romo was back then. But it makes sense, you know, like if you have a quarterback that's got the hot hand, let him ride for as long as you need until your starter can get fully healthy. Yep, I agree. Uh, then also uh, forgot, missed one on the, the questionable. Russell Gage is back questionable. He was healthy throughout the week. He was just listed as questionable uh, today. And then uh, Traylon Burks from Tennessee was also placed on IR. So he's going to be out for the next four games if anybody has him as well. He's a, he's a rookie, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Looked like he broke yeah. his foot, but turned out to only be turf toe. So they put gosh. him on IR for turf toe? Yeah. That's a bad case. Well, no, it's not turf. It's pretty bad. If you think back to, uh, I think it was about 2015, I think Julio Jones missed like an entire year for turf toe. Turf toe. Um, and it's also something Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor's been dealing with as well. So I guess it, it could grade it, um, but I guess it can be pretty bad. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I had turf toe in high school. I played with it. <laughs> it's, it sucked, but I definitely taped it up and played with it. It was probably one of the worst pain in my life after every <laughs> game. But it was like three weeks of just, ugh. Yeah. Two right, shots gonna... toward all, man. And then uh, <laughs> I the, beat uh, a monster. That's what the Army does. Uh, the big one is uh, the new update to the concussion protocol uh, mm-hmm. list that they just came out with. So it's a concussion, concussion game day checklist now. A player receives impact on his head. Uh, player uh, exhibits or shows symptoms of concussion or a stinger. And then uh, ATC booth, ATC te- uh, technician or NFL coach, teammate, or anybody um, seems like a player should go into the protocol. And then once a player is immediately removed from the sideline, they get checked on. They need to go through at least uh, – it's supposed to be five steps, but they changed it, and there's now four listed steps. And they can either call you a no-go from the first step to the last step, um, and you can either uh, 
come back to play if they deem you are good to go. Um, but if you have uh, had LOC, um, ataxia, confusion, amnesia, you will not go back to play. Um, and then if you have uh, progressing or worsening symptoms of a concussion during that test, you cannot go back to play. So even if you stumble upon a word, they will not let you back uh, into that game. I mean, that it makes great. sense. At this point, they're being like overly cautious maybe, but at the same time, it makes sense. They're already facing, you know, potential lawsuits. What with everything that happened with Tua and everything. I mean, you saw this coming. Yeah, this was updated as of uh, 3.30 today. That is the main call there. Right. In other words, in other words, it's uh, worded for the same thing that it was before, but I guess they're supposed to be more extensive with it now. Yeah, they need to do something with these concussions because it's getting it's getting crazy. But to see the way Naheem walked off the field, yeah, that was insane. Yeah. Now he's he's still doubtful moving forward, right? I know he's not uh, expected well, to play Jacksonville. We got, we got, no, we got 10 so, days off. So typically a player will clear concussion protocol within about seven days. But if you think back to last year, I think Isaiah Rogers was on concussion protocol for about two weeks. So yep. uh, it all depends upon the player. But typically they'll miss about seven days and then they okay. should be good to go come back. So we should see him practicing maybe by Thursday or Friday if everything is okay. Yep. Good deal. Yep. Yep. All right, let's go ahead and get back into uh, – we can go ahead and jump right into the Colts football. We're going to sit here. We're going to talk about the ugly loss in Tennessee before we get into the ugly win in Denver. So I didn't watch the whole game, right? I was at a – took my kids to a birthday party. So who wants to go first? <laughs> I'll do it. Yet. All right. Um, that loss was pathetic. Like, I'm not going to put it any other way. We came out flat. We looked flat. Play calling was terrible. Offensive line play was terrible. Defense was terrible. Like, all three phases sucked. Um, me personally, I put a lot of the blame on the coaching staff. Frank Reich, his inability to make the proper adjustments and or, you know, call plays that, we all can agree it's so vanilla that I truly feel like an eighth-grade football team could, could run a scouting report on the Colts and have a pretty decent time at least defending them, hypothetically. Um, also, what's going on with the offensive line? You know, our offensive line coach. Bro, it's – I mean, that game – to me, that game was won and lost in the trenches, and the Colts flat out shit the bed. 100%. So I also want to bring up, is Jonathan Taylor an issue right now? Because if you watch the Denver game, we ran the same type of run plays. And Philip Lindsay and uh, what? Deion oh. Jackson. No, that uh, that running scheme was different. Yeah, that was a, that was a heavy running scheme. Like man on man. Like we actually scheme. went eye form or under center. We yeah. didn't have Matt in the shotgun handed off. I even seen we used a uh, – it was that uh, two-step toss play that we ran to Lindsey. It got stopped short, but we were mixing it up. We did not really right. leave Denver a chance to just pack the, the A and B gap. And that's pretty that much was a power we running. Yeah, that was a power scheme. With Braden Smith moved to guard, they went heavy and big on the inside versus mm-hmm. like they would typically on the outside. 
I was telling somebody uh, that if Jonathan Taylor was playing in that game, he he would have uh, he would have went for about 150 yards. He, he would have looked like JT again. Yeah. 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 It's it's weird. I that, agree. I mean, aside from week one, which is a tie, so it doesn't really matter. But our probably most efficient running game was this past one, or at least it seemed like it because we actually had runs more than two yards. So, and it's funny we do that with the practice squad guys, but we can't do it with our top two running back in the league. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call. I wouldn't call Philip Lindsay a practice squad guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like his talent is above that, but I mean, he literally came from the practice squad. So, well, you actually, know what I mean? if you think about it, if you think about it though, we have a lot of good running backs on our stable. Like, if you look yeah. at each guy that we got. So, Jonathan Taylor, obviously, we, we know Jonathan Taylor. Award winner, yeah. Then you go to Philip Philip Lindsay is the only undrafted player to be a back-to-back 1,000-yard player, and then for some reason, Denver didn't want him anymore and completely dropped off. Right. They, they got Nolan to, Gordon. Yeah. They with the name. They went with the name instead of a, a no-name. Exactly. Um, and then you go to Deion Jackson, who's been our – practice squad guy and I mean this guy is pretty much the same size as Jonathan Taylor and I wouldn't necessarily he has that same talent but he's capable of doing a lot of things and then you go to number four Tyson Williams a lot of people don't know Tyson Williams but he was with Baltimore <laughs> the last few years and Tyson Williams is a pretty good running back himself <coughs> so we have a good stable of backs and and I, I once heard if you give a, 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 a great running back a great old line he's gonna have four or five yards of carry easily you give an average running back a great running uh, offensive line; they're still going to have good yards. But you put right. a great back behind a good uh, uh, behind a, a bad O line; they're going to look either average or lower than that. A hundred percent. Yeah, so and to me, yeah, what I was our run blocking. What? Yeah, what I was saying. It's not. It's not a knock on our running backs at all. I think Lindsey's super talented. Uh, Deion Jackson steps up. He's kind of like uh, I can't think of the guy's name right now, but we had a guy like two years ago who he got no snaps, but when he did, he'd go for like seven yards of carry. Can't think of his name right now off the top of my head, but uh, you, you all probably remember what I'm talking about. Jonathan Wilkins or Jordan Wilkins, I mean? Yeah, yeah Jordan, Jordan Wilkins. Wilkins. So Jordan he, he's kinda, he kind of has that kind of a level of play, you know? So it's not yeah. a knock on these guys at all. It's just the fact that, like, we should be able to dominate anytime Jonathan Taylor steps on the, the field. We should be going for at least 100 yards rushing, and we haven't been doing that. I will say That's it's also a, a mismanagement on the coaching on, on the coaching staff, not using the weapons. If you know you got four or five, not including Hines, four or five beasts in the backfield, bro, line it up. Dot the dot the by the eye and just run it down the throat. I don't care if it's Maryland eyeball. I don't care if you run the option. Tell a defense to stop that. Like, I yeah. mean, that's and my thought behind to, it. Uh, to, it's ask, a uh, to ask, uh, uh, answer your question there, Deion Jackson would get more playing time. Um, but unfortunately, with JT and Hines, there's only so many carries that can go around because JT yeah. is a three down back. And Deion Jackson has actually been on the team as our third back, but he hasn't really touched the field. And Philip Lindsay was on the practice squad. So uh, it's just tough to get Jackson some carries. And then to add on to, add on to that, right? Uh, what I've noticed is. Frank has a lot of issues with rotations, so, and this came in, in Thursday's game. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that too. But I noticed in Thursday's game that, let's say Philip Lindsay breaks off a twenty-something yard run. Because remember, I think it was a, a few plays before I texted you guys in the group chat, and I was like, "Hey, that I think Philip Lindsay's about to break one. Right? He was gonna break one eventually. It's, you just had that feeling that he was going to, and he did. But then the next play, he's off the field." 
Is he in charge of that, or is so, that a, a, uh, a coach on the be, sideline? That's the coach on the sideline. Should be the the backs coach. Um, uh, Frank can like if he calls a play, he can want a specific uh, grouping in together. But um, yeah, that's going to be the the backs coach typically. Um, the other tough part. So is that's on I, on Scotty Montgomery then. <clears throat> yeah, because I mean it's so different when you're used to having Jonathan Taylor for. What eighty play or eighty percent of the plays yeah. a game, and then you go yeah. to nine. So they're trying to find their guy to get in the mix. Um, but sometimes, as a coach, I mean, it just goes back to our coaching. We all know our, our offensive coaching staff is not really good outside of Reggie Wayne right now, um, and it's just tough to say. Sometimes you got to realize, as a coach, this is my hot hand. I need to go with my hot hand. Just stick with it, um, yeah. And so it's just a tough thing right now. And I, and I honestly. The way that we came out with that offensive line, I haven't heard about any switches in practice. I haven't heard any analysts say that. I haven't heard anything about it. So I almost yeah, that was a surprise. We went through the walkthrough on uh, Wednesday and just came up with that lineup. So, yeah. Um, but uh, I meant to send this to you earlier, man. I don't have it right now, but I seen uh, somebody was posting some videos about why our offensive line was so bad, and I saw uh, two specific players, um, Ryan Kelly. I don't know what has happened to him. He his play has dropped off so terribly that it, it, it it's just astonishing right now. And, and a lot of it we were talking about before was communications. But I mean, there was a play against the Broncos. I can't even name the defensive tackle, but he completely blew up Ryan Kelly right into a run play. I mean, Ryan Kelly is just getting manhandled right now. This has been the same for the past like eleven games now. I mean, this is ever since he came back from the unfortunate passing of his daughter, but it, it, it hasn't looked good for a while. And then there was also a play with Mo Ali Cox, who just completely got blew by by a defensive end as well. Um, so a lot of this is coming down to, to technique, players not being able to execute, and, and, and just some misses by Ballard here. I mean, we had two good veteran players that we let walk away and thought that Danny Pinter was going to come right in and be able to handle right guard. Yeah. Well, I can say that Danny Pinter came in and handled center pretty well. On yeah. Center. I've, I've uh, never questioned him at yeah. center. That, yeah. that was, we, we were able to start moving the ball a little bit once he came into, came into play center. I, I'd still say prior at right tackle is suspect. Not even just not suspect. even suspect, bro. I no, no, no. He's a revolving door. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, I mean, there were plays where, I mean, a lot of times when you're watching the game live, you don't see certain things. Usually you have to go back, watch the tape, and see what happened. But there were multiple plays on Thursday where you saw live what happened. Like you saw that right that right tackle just prior just got blown by. Like he didn't even touch dudes. Like dudes just ran right by him. I don't understand. You know the count. My two year old could trip a guy better than he was. Bro, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I've I, I coached <laughs> offensive lines at the age of seven, eight years old, you know, and I was teaching these kids. And these kids wouldn't have gotten blown off the line that bad. Like, I've taught kids, in, our guys, adults in semi-pro, you know, I've, I've taught that offensive line. These kids never – these guys never played football a day in their life. They just want, they wanted to learn how to play. They're 24 years old. And these kids were fat, dude, like out of shape fat. And I was able to get these guys to get off the ball and be able to block. On the edges, and I, if 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 we could do that, how how come prior as a professional is just getting beat by guys who are, who are essentially backups? Yeah, you know, it, it reminds me a lot of a uh, of a uh, banner, and um, just so big that it's a hindrance to him. Yeah, lack yeah. of 
lack of the agility? Because Zach Banner was what a six nine coming out of USC. Yeah, like I don't six, know how big prior especially is. Especially at the tackle position, and I yeah. think he was like three seventy. Like, dude was just yeah. massive. Wow. But I mean, but I mean, you can easily get a little bit lower, and you're running right low around. Low wind, yeah. It is just. I do. It's I, awful watching that guy play right tackle. Yeah, I do want to go back to something you said about uh, how we've let the older players go and just replace them with the guys we had in-house. That's not the first time Chris Ballard has done this either. If you, if you go back to last year, we had no pass rush whatsoever. We were looking at Danico Autry having a great year, Houston having a solid year. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Danico Autry did not have a great year. Yeah. He had a year we could have used. One second, one second. His numbers, Danico Autry is fluffed, right? Because if you watch this guy on tight, he's terrible. He's terrible. He's getting sacks because of who he's next to. Jeffrey Simmons at the time is disrupting the play. And then Danico Autry just kind of comes and cleans up. You know what I'm saying? Like he's that clean up guy. He's he's not really that great. Yeah, we missed him last year, right? Because we could have used his nine sacks that he had the yeah. year before. We could have totally used it. I understand that point. But this year, I don't miss him one day. I, I'm not saying long term. I'm saying Chris Ballard has shown a tendency to like he'll let veteran players go and just trust the guys. Yeah, sometimes it works out. You know, like Alec Pierce, for instance. If you want to see him as a replacement for Ty, like that. So far, it looks good. But he's done this other times and it's missed. Ago. I mean, yeah, Ty hasn't been there for a while. But you get know what I'm saying. Like it, he's showed a tendency to do this. It's, it's been kind of him. Uh, you went. You went mute, bud. Zach, can you hear him? Yeah, no. Yeah, no, Zach, he, he uh, wasn't Trev, you button. Went, Trev, there we go. Sorry. There you go. Go ahead. You can, you can reset. Yeah, no, I was just saying, it's hit or miss when he does this, right? Like replacing veterans with either either rookies we just got that he really likes or young guys that we have in-house that he's seen practice. It works sometimes, but I, I'm, not, I'm still not sure about the O-line. Like, obviously, it hasn't looked great so far. Hey, there are, there are two players that I hated that he let go. There are two players. One – both of them have been injured since they left us. Justin Houston, right? I got it. The dude was like he was ancient in NFL oh, years, right? Yep. But he was stellar for us. Why? Why let him go, right? And then Anthony Walker. Yeah, I still and, miss Anthony Walker. I miss Anthony. Walker I miss Anthony Walker. And and yeah. even though our our linebacker core is is a lot, they're doing better, good. Yeah, they're doing they're doing they're doing really well without Terry Leonard. And I would say that. Um, so I saw this after the Tennessee game is that we let up 24 points with Darius Leonard on the field. When he came off the field, we didn't let up a score at all. It was zero points that we let up. After I think he came that was more the, the Titans than us, though. I agree. I agree. I'm just saying right. that, that that was thrown yeah, out there. No, I mean, I'm not putting that on Darius. I'm, or, okay, no, I, 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 get what, I get what you're saying. I'm just <laughs> – we don't we don't have Darius, all right. Darius was like the high end bougie, goofy, right? And now we got that now we got that Ross version. You know, we went to Ross and we brought that shirt on clearance. He about to see this ego, ego tag you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want Darius back, all right? Like I want Darius back. But nah, man, like um our linebacker core is great and it's just Anthony Walker was one of those guys that he, he led our, our team in tackles, yeah. and then we didn't re-sign him. And I'm like, I don't understand that. Yeah, see, my thing about a couple of players is like with Anthony Walker, him leaving is I believe with his leadership, there's no way in hell last year we go into Oak or we go 
week 16 or 17 mm-hmm. and we lose to the Raiders in our nice. building. There's nice. no way we go week 18 and we go to Jacksonville and he lets us lose. There's no way I think Anthony and, Walker's on our team. His his leadership to me was better than any of his play that he ever put on the field. And you 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 also have to put into consideration the chemistry he had with Leonard. It's huge, yeah. They were best friends. They were damn near brothers, you know what I'm saying? That like they were inseparable on the field and off the field, and that was known. And that's why so, you know it worked. I I, I remember. So when hypothetically, happened, hypothetically, what we're saying is is the leadership in this Colts locker room is a problem. And regardless I of what I don't think, I don't think so. I don't think not, it's not necessarily. The, I'm not going to say defensively because defensively, I mean, we're talking got, as a team. Defensively, so I think fine. No, so yeah. so the difference is, I think like like if you no. if you think like, I think it's just the type of leadership that you have in certain moments of games. So like if you think back to week one this year, when we're we're down twenty to three, and Matt Ryan's up and down the sideline like, let's go, we're gonna win. We come back, tie the game. If that's Carson Wentz, we probably, probably lose not. that game twenty eight to three. Now you go to Jacksonville, week uh, eighteen of last year. If we have Matt Ryan on our team. I don't think we lose that game 26 to 11, me personally. Well, I think we probably still lose it just because of the way we are with Jacksonville, but I think we would have lost something like 26 to 23 versus 26 to 11 and look like crap the whole game. Because right. our offensive maybe, line, here's, here's we what I We could have had last year's offensive line with Matt Ryan. Yeah, it's a different ballgame. I, I want to say we that have we Carson have... Wentz with this offensive line, we would look better. It, it, just, it just doesn't I, make sense. I think, like, I think what I think, I think. The leadership is great. I think Matt Ryan is actually good for this team. And as much as we all were like, hey, bench him, right, on Thursday, I don't think it was a bench permanently. I think it was, it's not your night, dude. Yeah. Have a seat, right? And that happens. You've seen that happen. You're not moving the ball. You're, you know, you're holding the ball because you don't trust your offensive line. That is clear. That is clear because you trust Alec Pierce. We've seen it. We've seen you trust Alec Pierce and you're trusting him more. He had eight receptions on Thursday. Now, there is a couple times that I, I am getting upset with Matt Ryan for not hitting Paris Campbell wide open. No, I, I don't know. I don't know what his issue is with that, but there's been three key third downs that Matt Ryan has literally either looked away or just completely ignored Paris Campbell. Yeah. The, the crosser when he got hit for the fumble against Tennessee and then just against Denver, Paris Campbell is coming across and he's wide open. Nobody's near him. And he doesn't hit him. But, so. I don't know what uh, my issue. my rebuttal to that is I do think, and this is going off of what Naheem said, we have growing pains right now with Matt Ryan. And hundred percent. I think he's he's getting it with certain receivers, right? In the beginning of the season, he was he was targeting Michael Pittman the majority of the time. Like that, that was his guy, right? But now we're starting to see Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce has been getting more receptions every week. Yep. And and, well, and and this last week he got eight, which was double, right? Thursday was double the receptions from Sunday. Somebody also posted a stat that uh well uh to answer that um Pat Sertain was guarding Michael Pittman. So that's why Michael Pittman wasn't getting targeted that much uh on Thursday. You know he moved uh, at the uh, end of the uh, game though. Yeah, exactly. Swapped so over. Was, was that that's one of those things where you just don't really want to target a good corner. Like if you look at the other side of the game. Russell Wilson kept targeting Stephon Gilmore, and look yeah. how that worked out for him. So, 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 so there's, that, could, there's that. There's that. I mean, I get that. There's, I mean, that's a way and to then, look um, at it. I the other that. thing for Alec Pierce and Campbell is, uh, Campbell is playing eighty percent of the snaps, and Alec Pierce is only playing forty nine percent of the snaps. And somebody was talking about that. So, 
that's also a thing that we may need to see jump if Matt Ryan is really loving Alec Pierce that much because it takes a whole lot of weight off of Pittman, and then Pittman can keep being our key third-down chain mover oh, like yeah. Reggie Wayne was towards the back end. So what I don't understand is why Paris Campbell's not playing from the slot. Why is he playing on the outside? He has thrived from the slot. Put him in That's the slot. Speed. He's a, he's a slot he's guy. Speed. We don't have a we don't have a true number two. And the best way to get Alec open is use him in the slot, Bro. motion him. In the availability. See, that's my thing. Alec Pierce showed on Thursday that he's yeah, always open. Say, even when he's I was just about to say, you can call it which way you want to, but right now I'm going to say Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman Jr. are number one and two. Number one, you number can, two. And to me, you can even switch them. I don't care how you do it, but all I know is Michael Pittman is going to be open on third downs. Alec Pierce is going to go right. get that ball for you no matter there what, were, just like that little flutter pass. There were two catches on Thursday that Alec Pierce should not have caught. Oh, yeah. And, the no. flutter pass, yeah. yeah. and it was a punt, and Alex yeah. took it away. So to me, it's like those two guys. To me, you can swap them any way you want. Yeah. And Alec Pierce can even take it deep to be that that X, if that's what you want to call it. But to me, is also then you got Paris Campbell as that three. Put him in the slot. You can even have him out wide and throw him that screen that he just threw. If the receiver's going to be off, because our receivers clearly aren't blocking in those screens. So just yeah. let him take it one on one. That's why I hate our play calling and our, our schemes because it's like I feel like this offense would be so easy for me to draw up and get guys in space yeah. and take it advantage of their abilities like and that. that's what i'm saying if that, you go, that's if one of the biggest four, problems go ahead go ahead if, if you what? go four wide receivers bro four we we could destroy teams with four receivers four receivers you got michael Pittman, alec pierce well that paris depends campbell. on our hold on, hold on hold on hold on go ahead paris campbell ashton Doolin. yeah that's four receivers and you still have a running back in the backfield so what i was gonna say is depends on our five up front no, I get that. But if yeah. you're utilizing the two in the middle, if you're utilizing Doolin and Campbell the same way, deep cross, shallow cross, mm. you got the other two doing whatever you need them to do. Don't I'm send them both. Don't send them both deep because Pierce, you can send them down the sideline. He'll get it. Pittman, Pittman can do like a, a, a shallow a shallow post. You can run that all day. Bro, oh, you preaching what I screamed at my TV, bro. Like, send one deep and send one short. Like, get, bro. It's, it's not that hard. And that, that's that the hard. problem, right, is you can run that all day. I can run that all day. But Frank refuses to run that all day. He and, just here's won't the, and here's the thing. Jonathan Taylor is a blocking running back. The dude Can't has be. shown it before. That man will lay you out if you come on a blitz. Use it. What are we doing? And then my what thing are... about the offensive line that just pisses me off so much is so Ballard knew we were struggling at left tackle. I mean, uh, Ryman has actually, to me, played pretty well. He's he's the best tackle I've seen play for us all year. Since um, AC, yeah. Regardless, I, mean, I just meant this year. Regardless of the holding calls or not, I think that's something that he'll work out. But he should have pushed for a left tackle. And then if you look at our other four positions who were supposed to be solidified, he let Chris Reed and Mark Glowinski walk for less than $6 million. We sit with Nick Foles on our bench every week for $6 million. And we don't need him. I don't need I, him. I literally hate that. And every time I watch like the issues we have inside our interior offensive line with an immobile quarterback, it just pisses me off every week. Hey, real quick, real quick, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about that too. Real quick, I just got to say this because the Phillies game – Game two of the wild card just started, so I got to say go Phillies. All right, sorry. Had to say that. Had sorry, to say my, that. my race just lost in a tantalizing 1-0 to zero game. Oh, your you race, man? Yeah. 
We won. We won somebody on Twitter that's already following me is Rage fan. We, we won last night, so if we win tonight, the wild card's over for us. We move on. There we all go. Right, and that, that's all I need. It's crazy because the Phillies fired our GM early on in the season, and we were sucking, and here we are in the playoffs. So it's great. I, I haven't seen this in the playoffs since I was like, I don't know, before I deployed. Like, yeah, my 10, 11 my, years ago. 11 my, years, yeah, dude. It's, my, it's wild. My Giants suck, so. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Y'all didn't always suck. You got a, got a you bunch of teams baseball? I do. I'm a uh, Pirates fan. Yeah, I don't, I'm you know what that's like? I'm sorry. Do you no, know what that's like? That's brutal. I'm sorry. Do you know what that's like? That's uh, Pat awful. McAfee was saying that they should build the team and move it. <laughs> yeah. Please. Please. So I, wanna, I, wanna, I do, I do want to talk about the second half of the Titans game before we move on to fully talk about the Broncos game. Sure. The second half was the game was – the, was the, I watched the second half of that game because – I wasn't going to put myself through the stress of watching the first half. Not if that, that makes sense, because I didn't watch the game, right? I took my kids to the birthday party. So the second half showed what the offense can be, right? Up until we got to the 35-yard line. And I, and, I, and I was saying it all week. Once we hit that 35-yard line, we struggle. And, and it, it seeped into the Denver game, because it was the same exact bullshit in the Denver game. Our play calling changes. Frank is out coaching himself. Yeah. That is the problem. He's trying to be too smart with his play calling, and it's not working. Because while he's being too smart, he's being oversimplified and easily predictable. And it just gets shut down, and we get nothing in the red zone. Every time. 100%. So when I watched the Tennessee game, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it was four times in the second half we, we had the ball. I believe it was four drives total. Um, and we made it 24 to 17, right in the B in the third quarter. After that, we got into scoring territory. I'm talking field goal range, 35 plus every drive, no points. JT, JT fumbled that last one. Yeah. JT fumbled. I remember, I remember that. I remember that. And that was on him, but I'm, He uh, he got his ankle rolled up. But play calling at that point was also not that great because we, we, we were utilizing who we needed to to get down there. And once we got down there, Frank stopped utilizing the quick throw game, right? Yep. They, were, they were moving the ball by throwing the ball quickly. Matt wasn't getting hit. We were running the ball. We, it, was, it was pretty balanced. Once we got to that 35-yard line, for some reason, he felt like he had to take a shot. Every drive. Analytical, man. Analytics. I but think the, Frank Wright is too dependent on analytics. But the thing is, is analytically, 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 we are not deep. <laughs> we right. can't go deep. We don't have the time. Analytically, right. we don't have time. It looked like a Chuck right. Pagano offense. I, th- I think Chuck it's just Pagano. in his mind, in his mind, right? He sees it's Matty Ice because he says that like every every locker room speech is like Matty Ice pulled through for us. You know, I think he's a fan of the guy, and I think he believes, which you should, you should believe in your quarterback. But I think he has too much faith in him to make these deep throws instead of just doing what works and driving down the field. See, the problem, exactly what you just said right there is the problem to start every year with us having a new quarterback. Every year. Every yeah. year. Because well, all year, of our problems come back to that. Back to last year, our first, like, four or five weeks, we struggled as well, and then Frank White got the play calling together, defense started gelling, and we just went on that sure. run. So this is pretty much every year for us having a new quarterback and Frank Wright having to basically try and – 
feel like I guess he has to cater to the guy and it just turns off our whole offense to do something else. I like that you said cater because what I feel like is Frank, when he gets these new quarterbacks, right, like Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, now Matt Ryan, each one of those quarterbacks was trying to revitalize their career. They were trying to bring it back to life. Sure. I felt like Frank felt obligated because we either signed or traded for them. Because I believe we just signed Phillip Rivers. We didn't trade for him. Yeah. But, right. we, but, we, but we traded for Carson, and then we traded for Matt Ryan. So and he also had I, to uh, – <clears throat> what was it? Uh, he had to build up Jacoby. Right. And, and that's, that's funny. I was going to bring that up in a little bit was Jacoby, the year of Jacoby. That's what I call it. Um, but I, do you guys think that Frank feels like he's obligated or that he owes Chris Ballard? Like – Chris Ballard brings him this quarterback that is kind of struggling, and Frank feels like he needs to show why. I feel like that guy here. I feel like what he does is he owes it to the quarterback to make them look better than what they are. More than Chris Ballard, yeah, yeah. I I would agree with that. Okay, Uh, I I think he does though. I I agree with what you're saying is that he does cater to these quarterbacks, and and it's like I said before, like you kind of want to because like it's your quarterback, like you should trust them, but at the same time. When you see what's working, you can just stick with it. And see, that's one of the reasons why I love Mike Tomlin, though, because Mike Tomlin in this situation, he would sit here and be like, "Look, I don't care who that quarterback. You don't give a is. shit. I, I'm, we're going to do for this team what wins the football. Game. So if that means if my quarterback has to throw it 15 times, we're going to go ahead and win that way. If my quarterback has to throw it 38 times because our running game isn't going, we're going to win it that way." Oh, I need Frank to bench Wright. you for a rookie that's going to throw three picks? All right, I'll do it. Like, Yeah, Frank Wright is going to be like, okay, we're going to dial up what works for you. What do you like best? Rather than being like, okay, I see you do this well. What do you think you do well? This is what we're going to do for the offense. And then I'm going to add creativity to it from what we have from our other pieces. And he doesn't do that. It goes more to our core problems too, right? Like we've, we've been talking all year about identity, Colts identity. It's like we almost don't have one because we always end up adapting to the quarterback's identity. Like whatever they like, we become. And like sometimes it year. works. Some, yeah, but last, exactly, last like year last offensively, year. we were all RPOs. Everything was a damn RPO because that's literally what Wentz liked. This year, you've heard, you've heard Matt Ryan talk about it. He loves a play action game. Wants to be able to play action off everything. His footwork is connected to everything because he comes from a, a West Coast offense. Yep. Let's, let's he doesn't have the offensive line to do that. This, year. this is a valid point. Too. This is a valid point, right? Because you just said it, right? Last year, we looked like the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. This year, we were heavy we looked, like, we looked like last year's Atlanta Falcons. If you go back and watch the Atlanta Falcons from last year with Matt Ryan, how often was he hit? Every, Every play. damn play. Every damn play, bro. He was struggling to be able to pass the ball. We've literally become the teams of the quarterbacks that we took. Well, outside of uh, outside of uh, 2020 with Rivers. That's just, yeah, his, like, his Chargers sucked that previous year. And I think so. I think more so that year, it was Phillip Rivers that came in and said, hey, look, look, look. Look, I'm, I'm 38 years old. I can barely move. We're going to run the ball to JT. Let me get some quick passes out to these young guys that you got out here. And, and we're going to go on this little run here. Let's, Which, let's do this thing. And for what it's worth, that's been the only quarterback experiment that's worked so far. Who's the young guy? Is that, is that probably me. Probably. I'm so <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> My bad. I don't know. Hey, so, so that was me last week. That's why I was like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna get a different mic. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can, can hear you. Okay, cool. My bad, Kate. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I think. Oh, go ahead, Zach. Go ahead, Demarco. Okay, I think Frank is too concerned with trying to be buddy buddy with the quarterback instead of That's trying to exactly win the NBA. What I was gonna say. Yep. He wants that relationship like, that he had with Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. You can't have that. No, you can't have that. It's year one. If this is a multi-year process, especially Ryan wants to come in and win a Super Bowl. Well, Ryan, this is a playbook. Pick out what you like and you don't like. You're a 14-year vet. You can learn an offense. Learn it. This is how we're going to win games. Your input is appreciated, but I'm not going to redo my entire offense just because you don't like this or something you've not ran. That's how it should have been. That's how it should have been. But I just I don't feel like he approached it like that. And that's and that's that's our toughest time to win games right there. When when Frank feels like he has to keep trying to build these relationships, like, look, man, you built these relationships from March till August. After that, you need to go do what wins football, win football games. games. The players 100%. are going to respect what you're doing out of the relationship for the team. That's what Frank has to remember. And it's not. So after I will say, I will say, it was cool to see Frank get mad and get pissed yep. and yell at somebody on the sideline because I he? feel like the players actually reacted. He was li- he was oh, lighting he- up at the refs. Well, who did yeah. he yell at? Yeah, I didn't see the ref. Anybody. Maybe yeah, was he was blown up on the refs uh, this past Thursday game. Oh, well, I'm glad he fucking did because I wish I could have <laughs> yelled at them too. I, oh, boy, I swear to God, dude. Every time. I'm bad with refs, bro. I'm bad with man, refs. It's my worst. Me, with me and Matt, me and Matt sitting there on every call. Somebody's like, oh, Raymond was holding again. Me and Matt instantly coming back. Terrible call. <laughs> every time. Terrible I mean, call. Frank, so I'm glad that we're I'm glad that we're here, right? Because I changed the bottom so that we would move into the Denver game and slide away from Tennessee. Um, Frank I was getting hot. So the, those Brayman calls were crap. Oh my god, crap! Man. The only one that was legit, the only one that was legit, was the false start. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, he said that was like guy, yeah. and I thought it was funny because they said he got called for holding when he hooked the guy, right? They come back two plays later. It's literally on the camera. He's hooking a guy, and there's no call. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, but, what are yeah. we but the doing? Hook, but the hook he was doing, right, because the hooks that they call the flag for or that's against the rules is when he hooks and he's got the jersey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. But the because, thing is, because what, on the shoulder. What, is, what is he supposed to do, right, when – uh, a guy goes underneath you. You're automatically hooked. There's nothing you can do about that. So he was pushing them to the ground. He he wasn't pulling them. He was taking them. He was moving with them. When they tried to slide under him, that's as an as an offensive tackle. And I and I know Zach was an offensive lineman, so he can correct me if I'm wrong. But this is how I've coached them. If they go underneath you, or wherever they go, you take them. You go with them. Because you're going to take yeah. their momentum and use it against them, yeah. and that's what he was yeah. doing. Yeah, but exactly. it all depends. It all depends on the outside hand movement too. Because as soon as you get yeah, your, hand your hands get out on the on the shoulder pad, they're going to call that regardless. But if you yeah. keep it within the breastplate or the width of the numbers, it's never ever. It should never ever be a hold. You preaching that gospel? Because I'm telling you, I swear. <laughs> when he had him, he had him. He's moving him outside. And then yeah. he hooks underneath his arm, and uh, it wasn't Bradley Chubb. It was the other guy, uh, the guy that was Gregory. moving off the ball hella fast. No, not Gregory. It was – forgot his damn name. God damn it. The defensive end, he was getting off the snap. Yeah. So I know what you're talking about because Gregory was – But um, he basically oh, you're right, came, you're right. and Ryman already had him. Matt Ryan is throwing the ball, 
and he spins back inside and they call the hold. That's not a yeah. hold. That's a dead play. Mm-hmm. The ball, the, the play is done there. You don't throw the flag on that. They throw the yeah. flag anyway. I think we had a, a dumb pass interference call that was bull crap. I, I remember that. I remember that. Those those and, calls were killing me. And that, killing and that me. Pass interference call was even worse because he didn't so even the announcers, the broadcast team tried to say that he hooked him, that he hooked his hips. And he yeah. didn't. He he didn't even he, he, he touched barely touched him. He barely he touched, touched him. That was literally that's literally how you're taught to play DB. You get yeah. one arm around the hook, the hip. You don't grab them. You just have it. It's almost like like it's, it's like a, it's, it's like a, a magnet. It's like a yeah. magnet. You're, you can yeah. feel his body, but you're not touching them. with the crowd. And you yeah, across, <laughs> and you go elbow to wrist. You go elbow to wrist. Like that's literally how you're taught. And as long as the receiver's body doesn't turn, there should you're be good. no flag. And there was no turn. There was no turn of the body, yeah. none oh. whatsoever. It's, so, it's uh, one of those things so where, like, he played really pass. well. Yeah, he, he played really well for the most part. I think he's just going to get bullshit calls sometimes just for how he's playing. But as long as he can keep Matt Ryan from getting hit, that's, you know, those, those tic-tac calls will happen or they won't happen depending on the roping crew you have. Like, And I'm not worried about his strength because the strength will come. No, he's I mean, strong. He did well. He, he, did well. he got walked back his first couple times. But yo, and that's for the adjustment. Yeah, I think right. that's more he, so he adapted. When the guy get off the ball, and you're like, oh right. shit. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you NFL's you could tell he was he was taking cheater cheater sets. He wasn't setting as deep. He was kind of setting wide without giving up the inside. So he so, didn't, you know. Hey, that's what Ryan I'm gonna love for him. As too. long as I'm not seeing Matty Ice get hit, I, I love yeah. Raymond for what so, he's doing. So with the offensive line, my issues uh, is clear with the, with I guess across the board with everybody is uh, is prior. Right, Ryan. I think it's. I think it's twofold. I think Ryan Kelly is going to figure it out eventually. I mean, you got to believe he will. He he better man. He's been he's been so good for us for years, but he. I mean, this year he's just a little off. But but prior, but prior, right? Did we even get an update on Kelly? No, there were. It was a it was a hip injury. I heard. You're my update guy, bro. If you don't know, I'm the update guy. So the so the. So it's fine if Pinter starts, right? but my issue is, is we need to find somebody quick to yeah. replace Pryor because on, on Thursday, like I said earlier, there were multiple times when you're watching a game live, right? You don't see it. You usually have to go back, watch the tape, and then you see what happened wrong. But on Pryor, it's it constantly dudes just running past him without being touched. And so that my is, um, what, what happened with Will Fries? Because I didn't really catch him on – on really any bad plays, but they didn't play him again because I feel like why not stick with the combination of you got Ryan. You got back, no. You got, you got no push back. in the red in the run game. I mean, if you watch that Tennessee game and you watch them trying to run the ball on the right side, yeah. it was non-existent. Okay. That's probably why he got benched because you know so then, you got no push in the run so, game. So, so then my piece just, of this line would be to put Ryman at left tackle, Big Q stay at left guard. Um, Pinter or Kelly at center. Um, I'm putting Pinter at center, Kelly at right guard, and Braden Smith at right tackle. That's and what I want. That's, that's what. That's what I want to do. That, that those are the five I'm rolling out. Braden, Braden needs to stay on the left. This is it because there's no one else I trust on that left side right now. After seeing the way that he blocked on Thursday, which was a lot better than what we'd seen in previous weeks, I want to keep him at left tackle, and he's going to progress as the year goes on. The, the issue Especially is Quentin next one. Yeah, plus he's got Quentin, so he's going to learn from Quentin. But on the right side is where the question is, and Braden yeah. Smith at right guard is fine. 
I think in the middle of the, the middle of the line was pushing once Kelly was out. Once Pinter was in, the middle of the, the middle of that line was pushing. The issue was the right I have back. no problem starting um Ryan Kelly at right guard and putting uh Smith back at his position at right tackle. Like I think the smartest thing to do would be Smith at right tackle, Ryan Kelly at right guard, Danny Penner at center, Quinn Nelson at left guard, and Raymond at left at left tackle. And if we're a primarily running team, guess what? We're going to run the ball two, three out of those four downs anyway. I mean, right. hell, that's what Frank typically does. And so right. then when we have to make a pass, put a tight end over there, you help out on that right side, meaning you help out with Smith so he doesn't get beat like a drum, you know, chip, a back, something. And you get your play action game or you get a, game, a thing off quick. But I think having those five guys out there – give the Colts the best chance to consistently block week in and week out. Because I think Ryan Kelly's too old to be playing center anyway. I mean, he just doesn't look athletic, like an athlete. We just paid him. I know. That's the problem. We just paid him. (laughs) Like, he's looking old. Not just paid, but a couple years ago. Like, he's not. To me, center, as a former offensive lineman, center is the most athletic position on the offensive line. I don't care what anybody says. They say, well, left tackle deals with the athletes. No, you got to be fast play left tackle. Don't let them lie to you. Uh, but the, the best athlete, in my opinion, on the offensive line has always been the center because, you know, they communicate everything. They see everything. They're, they're in charge of everything. So, like, to me, I just don't see – I don't think Kelly has it anymore to play center. He's probably in the stage of his career where if I want to keep playing and – improve my longevity, I need to think about making a switch. Well, if Frank watches tape and doesn't see that Pryor is the main issue on our offensive line, then he's he needs to stop watching tape and let somebody else fucking do it. Because Does um Ballard make personnel decisions? Because that could also be a Ballard thing, like we discussed. The reason why I, Brandon so, Faison always plays on defense versus, you know, no, like no. Isaiah so Rogers. He, he brings him in. I don't think Ballard, he makes the Ballard doesn't the snaps, make any – no, he doesn't make any on-field decisions. Well, Grigson used to make on-field decisions. That's why I ask if Ballard you yeah. know, does that, no. does that I, or not. Or that is one thing he's been good about. I think is kind of like staying in his lane and leaning on his head coach. You know, right or wrong, he's he's given Frank a lot of leeway to make those decisions. So what I what I want to talk about too is how you know everybody's praising uh, Stephon Gilmore and everything, and it's great. We brought him in for that, right? Um, he's that dude. He, he's that dude, right? That interception at the end of the fourth quarter was just stupid by Russell Wilson and that and, and, and offense in general. I mean, yeah, it's cool that we won the game. It's great. I, I personally don't feel like we won the game. I feel more crappy about the win than I do yeah. excited. It's great that we won the game, but at the same time, it feels like, yeah, maybe we won it, but more like the Broncos just lost it. If that Kinda. makes sense. Yeah. Because when there's two yeah. minutes and 13 seconds left in the game, the Colts have no timeouts. It wasn't fourth down. It was only third down. They could have ran the ball, taken it to the two-minute warning, right? Kicked a field goal on fourth down. If they didn't get that, you know, you know, that's assuming they didn't get the first down. They kicked the field goal if they don't go for it on fourth. And then they were up by six. Looking at the whole game, we didn't even sniff the end zone. One. No. The whole game, we didn't even sniff. I think the closest we got was like the twenty-three yard line. Yeah. Yeah. So at at that point, strategically and analytically, I I would have kicked. 
I would have kicked the field goal and that, that would have been the end of us. So realistically, that whoever made the call to throw that ball, which was well, from what I'm hearing was Russell Wilson in general. Uh, two plays. Stupid. They gave him two plays. It was stupid. You, you, you challenged a guy who – I mean, I'm not going to take anything away from Stefan because when you do watch that play, if you take that play anywhere else in the time of the game, let's say third quarter, right, that's a damn good read by Stefan Gilmore. He, yep. he saw it. He took he took his, his intuition step kicked in. He went inside. So I'm not taking away the interception at all from Stefan Gilmore because when you watch that play over and over and over and over and over again and whatever, you know, you want to watch it from the broadcast view, you want to watch it all 22 view. Stephon Gilmore read that. He didn't even press him. He stepped off, went to the inside, and just kept his eyes on the receiver and followed him inside. And, and then the ball was thrown directly to him. Yeah. Right? But it was just stupid situationally for the offense Wait. to even do that. And even even beyond just doing it, he had a wide rec- uh, a wide receiver wide open. I want no, to say it was Hamlin. That's a different play. Yeah. Are you not Hamlin, talking about the, the slant at the end? My bad. See, see, that's my other issue. This is in the that, play, uh, that other play that everybody keeps saying was open for uh, KJ Hamler. I don't think he was. He, he wasn't wide open. Wide open. He wasn't he wide open. More open than who he said. Isaiah Rogers got beat. No, if you go back and watch the film, Isaiah Rogers is only about a, two steps behind. And if he throws that ball, I guarantee you it's going to be like that that one-handed crazy interception he had in practice. Yeah, but we know so? Rodgers. We know he's capable of that. If you're That's Russell Wilson saying. dissecting that play, like he didn't even look at the guy. You have to see this guy with. Oh yeah, no, no, lane, I'm not, you know, no. I'm saying Ro- Russell Wilson is cooking hot dogs with no water. <laughs> so I mean, this Thank is. God, yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand. I understand. I, Wait, I grill mine. No, no, yeah, he puts his, no, no. He puts his in the pot on the stove and puts no water. That's how oh, he's cooking his, his hot dogs. I'm pretty sure he was going to mess it up somehow, but I'm just saying for the fact that everybody says he was wide open, I think you, you don't understand that. Rogers Isaiah Rodgers was coming in to close it, so sure. he would have been throwing that ball late. And the one thing as a quarterback in the NFL that you cannot do, that people will tell you over and over and over and over, is you cannot read late. So, people can say what they want, but I mean, so even Mahomes, you can't read later. You get the concussion he got in Cleveland a couple years what ago. We, what, we, what we do have to look at, though, is that it was a bad read by Russell Wilson because the initial start of that play, Isaiah Rogers got picked, right? Yeah, he was. It, wasn't, it definitely wasn't meant to be a pick. It was just a good. It was a good was route a, by this slot, right? Because it wasn't a pick play. It was, it was a route a combination. Flat, it was a flat and then a slant, and Isaiah got caught. Behind the flat, yep. <laughs> and at that point, he did end up a few steps behind. If Russell would have read that play from the beginning, he would have been able to hit. Oh boy, he didn't in the end look that way. He didn't even look that way. He, right. he knew he was going to Gilmore. Well, so, but see, so that's, that's Russell exactly. Wilson doing a terrible read in the beginning. Because if anything, he would have read that in the beginning. That's a touchdown every time. But that's exactly what Ryan Tannehill does when he stares down his receivers as well. So, I mean, guys just got to be ready at some point to jump some routes. And that's what I kept trying to say last week on guys that are like, they're not really progression quarterbacks. And they're just like kind of, they know their guy, <coughs> RPO play action, or they're looking for one direct receiver. Our guys got to be ready. You got to be ready to jump some damn routes. Yeah. But are we taught that? Like, is that in our defensive technique? Or is no. it one of those things where 
Gus is like, don't get beat deep because if you get yeah, beat deep, well, I'm gonna cut you. That's the, see, that's the I thing. I think they keep everything Gilmore in front of them. Being a smart corner, yeah, they yeah. keep it in front of them. They play off about seven yards in their cover threes. Um, he said we were playing press man. I've seen probably about twenty percent of press man on film. Yeah, so I've only seen it twice not, uh, this not, year. Not pre- I'm sorry, not press man, press cover three. Because when you play press cover three, all you're doing is holding a guy up until you feel like he's going to get past you on the line of scrimmage. And then, boom, you're taking your steps off, moving one step inside and watching the quarterback. So if you're watching that, our defense should have at least four interceptions right now. Should. So that's not – I don't know what scheme they're teaching, but we're lucky enough to have a quarter a cornerback as smart as Stephon Gilmore to be able to make his own play because we have not had that. So I know yeah. Ashley wanted to talk about <clears> – <throat> Faceon, whatever that dude's name is. Oh, Faceon, Brent, Brent, Faceon. We bring this dude up every week. every week, every week. Isaiah, yo, Rogers. he wasn't trash on Thursday. Like, it was probably his best game as a Colt this Thursday. Yeah, they only threw, still, because, that's they only threw at him like twice. He I mean, had yes. his he, he had his least snaps as a Colt on Thursday. That's right. why. Right. <laughs> right. I I don't I think, think the dude is a bad player. I just I don't get why he starts over Rodgers has been system my familiarity. Uh, I feel the exact same way. I mean, why? sure, because but Rodgers been here he for years with now. Him, right, but he played with him in San Diego. Different system, but and then he went with him to the Chargers or the to the. Oakland and Vegas Raiders, Raiders, and now he's here. He's been with yeah. him for since he was a rookie. I, yeah, I understand from from Gus's side he's of it. Like it makes sense he's going year, with though. his guy. Uh, it's just I don't know. I mean, we as fans of the team have seen Rogers progress, and we've seen what he's capable of. So it's frustrating for us, obviously. But I don't know. I don't hate face on or anything. He's made you know he, he's there. He's all right. He's not like Quincy Wilson, but I don't know. He's just Damn near. all these things over over Rogers. Um, I'm going to give Colts players some love because, you know, I usually don't pay attention defensively in football. Grew up playing offense. Offense. Okay. I have a, I have a thing for that. All right. Come on oh, now. Oh, I've been putting okay, in work. Sorry. I've been putting sorry. in work. So this is sorry. supposed to say crew lock, and I didn't realize that I put team locks. But the team locks means crew locks, which is what we're about to get into, right, which is for the games tomorrow. We're going to predict, you know, you, you guys all are going to pick – you know, whatever team is a lock, right? For a win or a loss, whichever one doesn't matter. It's on you guys, right? But then you're going to highlight a player for the Colts that you want to highlight or a group of players. Doesn't have to be one player, all right? But, you know, I put it work, so I'm trying to flash this stuff off. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at this. Look at how beautiful this is. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Team lock. Doom, doom. You see what I'm saying? I know. I got to add some voiceover. sound effect. I like it. You know what I'm saying? I can. I got the mic. I can do all that. It's just. Hey, i seen them do that on NFL Network. You know what I'm saying? I can do that. I can edit all the audio and stuff. Whatever. I've been putting in some work for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Because Tide we, looks? What does that mean, can, Kate? What'd she say? Tide looks? What do you mean, Kate? Got to expand on that one. What's that mean? Hey, ignore her. Ignore her. Uh, her frame. Okay. She was a bat. Yes, yeah. She <laughs> <laughs> Been there. So I that on Sunday. So I technically lost the same bet, but no one told me which one they wanted me to use, so I just didn't change my profile. It's all good, Kate. I'm waiting for her to talk. Come on, Kate. 
she's just over uh, here laughing. What? What's up? What'd you say? What oh, I think so she was she... trying to put team locks, and it probably auto-corrected both words. Oh my goodness! All right, I'm I'm subject team to that all locks. the time. I don't. I I'll be typing faster than I can read. How do you guys feel about this graphic at the bottom? I think I think I need to fire. Work on it a little bit. Fire. I think it's fine, man. It's wonderful. Wonderful. You should, probably, you should probably move it to the right side so it doesn't cover up Trev's name because if it was on no, the right I thought side, about that. I thought about it, that. It wouldn't so cover up hey, my name. Put it long lengthwise or widthwise, whatever height, heightwise, um, and you can put it, um, <laughs> you know, on the side of the screen, standing up and down rather than horizontally. Ugh, I'll see what I can do. It was hard because this is so, a tough week to do locks of the week. So all week I could come into the studio right when I like. When I set when I set up the broadcast, I can come into the studio, and that's how I'm doing like my editing and stuff. Yeah, I had a so like I'm, so I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm I create these things, and then I come in here and I do it. But it's only got me on here. So when it's just me, I, I can show you all guys. I'll remove you guys real quick, and you guys can hear. But that's what it looks like, right? Yeah. So oh, I just messed everybody up. Now it's covering up Zach. Cool. But <laughs> fine. I'm ugly anyway, so it works out. <laughs> but so like. That's what it looks like. So it's hard for me to judge who it's going to cover. And typically we have five, right? Yep. Because we have me, Trev, Zach, DeMarco, and then we have Damon. Damon. So when we have Shout five, Damon. Where's Damon, Damon will be. I saw him comment. He's he's here in Dallas. I'm going to try and meet up with him. Oh, okay. He was watching Texas beat down Oklahoma today. Yeah, he went to the Red, uh, Red River <laughs> Showdown because they play at SMU. Um much like my uh, beloved Tigers. Yeah, yeah that is a that is a um, that is always a hell of a game that Rev River showdown. Except for today, but <laughs> not, not normally. Today. But no, normally, was, when that, was that the matchup? I thought it was Texas Tech in Texas. No, it's Texas no, and Oklahoma Texas. because oh, okay. so Oklahoma and Texas play yeah, like Red Cal- River Showdown because yeah, they're on the border. The border yeah, on the border. Okay. Yeah. I don't know so, why. so normally when we have five, Damon, uh, you know, whoever the fifth person is ends up in the middle. So the crew locks or whatever this graphic is will show up on the left side and it won't cover anybody. So Damon messed it all up. All right. <laughs> it was Damon's fault. It's all him and uh, Quinn Ewers' fault. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He Now he needs to buy me lunch. Hey, you know, uh, our former Colt, Darius Butler, called him the best quarterback in college football right now. I can see it, dude. After today's, after today's game, hell yeah, bro. Oh, I Absolutely. Know I don't know. I still, to, me, he still, to me, he still has that Johnny Manziel feel to me. Um, hey, Manziel was my boy in college, so I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm yeah, but all then, I don't, yeah, but I don't hey, want him in the NFL, let's, though. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Let's have some fun. Let's go a little off script, all right? I took the, I took the crew locks down real quick because I'm filling up my drink. Um. So let's talk about that, Johnny Manziel. And this was my thing about Johnny Manziel a few years ago. Uh, I think it was about seven years ago, eight years ago. I was in El Paso. Um, Johnny Manziel was a product of an organization. Um, and what I mean by that is they had Brian Hoyer at the same time, right? And it was kind of like Kaepernick with Alex Smith or Kaepernick with whoever else they had. I can't remember. But what they did was – they brought in Johnny Manziel and Brian Hoyer, both of them. Brian Hoyer was initially named as the starter. And that year, that coach, I, what was his name? God, he was the uh, – David. He was the, 30, no. the 38th coach in, uh, in the, the Browns. Dude, the dude wasn't fired for years, and he should have been. What was his name? Lewis? Was it Lewis? Oh, you're talking about um, – no, uh, not, uh, not Marvin Lewis. You're talking about um, – Hugh Jackson? 
Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson. Yeah. Yes. He oh, was yeah. there. He was there way too long, right? But he was there for like so, two years. Yes. No, he was not. He was there for a while. No, he was there for like six years. Yeah, he was there for a while, dude. He was there for yeah. like six quarterbacks. <laughs> like, yeah. But this, but this guy, right? He, I, I felt like this is how it went. Brian Hoyer was a starter. He was in Brian Hoyer's ear, like, "Hey, man, you fucked this up. You're getting benched, right?" So Brian Horner wasn't playing right. Well, he wasn't playing well at all. So then Johnny Manziel comes in eventually. Actually, no, he's not. Uh, Jason is better. Huh? She oh, the comments. Marvin Harrison, the comments. Yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. versus uh, uh, their Jackson uh, Smith. Yeah, Jackson Smith. Jackson so, Smith is better. Currently. So then, so then when Johnny Manziel started, I feel like he was also in Johnny Manziel's ear, like, hey, man, don't fuck this up. Or Brian Hoyer is going to be back in it. That's literally how I felt. Why? Because Johnny Manziel is a good quarterback. Well, also Johnny Manziel was um, was a uh, um, goddamn Jerry Jones's boy. So he's like, "Hey, man, you better get this right, or I'm gonna be going to Dallas." <laughs> I I just felt like Johnny Manziel was a product of the Cleveland Browns organization at the time, and yeah. he had potential to really be a great quarterback in the NFL. It's, I, it's like nothing, nothing good could come out of there, it felt like. I didn't like him. I, I thought he could run around run around for 50 yards in circles and just throw the ball up to Mike Evans, and Mike Evans was eating all day. I personally uh, think I, he was – I personally I – personally Yeah, Johnny crazy. football. Johnny football. It was the hype train. It was just like me. Like, it was just like I am a, yeah. I am a diehard Gators fan, so you guys can probably understand my love for Tim Tebow. I was absolutely terrified for Tim Tebow to go to the NFL because I knew he would not translate. I did so, not want to see him go to the NFL. Like I thought, I wish I was hoping he could play college forever. Yeah, so I remember. I remember growing up. I remember growing up. The first, the first video football game. Sorry, this goes on to, to the the Florida Gators when I was a kid. First football game I ever played, oh, video game wise, frozen was NCAA. Low ever. Right, and first team I ever played as, I randomized the teams. Uh-huh. First, team fired. first team I ever played by was Florida Gators. Yep. And I was like, oh, this is my college team from now on. This is the team I'm going to root for. Right? I don't know why. It was just the way it is. And then I kind of I kind of liked the, the uh, you know, Penn State at the same time. So I kind of rooted for both teams, mainly because of my position. And at the time, Penn State was known as linebacker U. And that's where I wanted to play college because I, I played college ball because I was a, a middle linebacker. That was like my, my dream was to play middle linebacker at Penn State. Yep. Um, but Florida was my top team. And the year we won the Super Bowl was the same year Florida beat Ohio State in the championship. And I was so with high. Chris Leak? With Chris Leak. With Chris Leak. freshman, Timmy. Yeah. Timothy Tebow. So if anything, if everyone keeps asking me who's my team, I'm probably just going to continue to say Florida just because – that was oh, the one man, that I followed those, as a kid. Those years that we had were just um, unfreaking believable. Yeah. Like, you guys got to watch some big Tim football. There should, should even be a 30 for 30 on our team because we had an idiot for a head coach. At the time, he was one of the greatest. We had a pastor, and we had about 27 dudes that ended up in prison or jail. And <laughs> <laughs> so, a serial killer tight end. Yeah, like it was some legit crazy stuff going yeah. on at that school. 
But I, I love those years. And, man, I, I wanted to go there. I wanted to be the running back for the University of Florida yep. since I was freaking 14 years old. Yep. But I just was terrified to see Tim Tebow go to the I NFL remember. because I knew he would not translate to the NFL. He went to the Broncos, had Tebow mania for a little while. But I just knew he wasn't going to be the same guy in college that he was in the pros. I felt the same way about Johnny Menzel. He, I, was, I remember, I remember when, Jeremy Lynn. He, he I remember had when like my, a season. Uh, I remember when my stepmom was like, hey, where do you want to go to college? Where do you want to play football in college? Because when I was a kid, man, football was life. I lived and breathed football, right? I I mean, when I was playing, I was I would put my pads on at the house. I'd go in the backyard and I would get into a stance and I would hit trees. I was blocking trees as a kid. That's just what I would do. I was so obsessed with the I game. Would, I would shoot trees and tables. Yeah, I, I when I was when I would watch a game, I was asking questions. I was like, "Why did he do that?" Yeah, I was. Why did he do this? Retired. Why did he do that? Like it was just, I was just, I was asking questions. All I wanted to do was be the best player possible man and then i met brian dawkins when i was like 12, <clears throat> and we just won a divisional championship game and he came up to me because his son played for uh the 60 pounds and i played on the unlimited and he was like hey man if you keep playing you're gonna make it pro and i was like oh my god dude brian dawkins just told me i'm gonna go pro i went straight fangirl you know but <laughs> um Penn State, if I would have went to college and went and played at Penn State, I would have been there during the Sandusky fucking scandal. Ew. Blessing in disguise, you didn't go. Yeah. Instead, <laughs> you signed up for the government. So Instead, I signed up for the government. And now me, mean, and Trev, me and Trev get experimented on everywhere. <laughs> I guess you were bound for it some way, either way. Eventually, but, uh, eventually. You know, hey. This might be a little better. Let's go ahead yeah, and get Ash, uh, Ash, I was hurt. Robert Windsor retired. I do wish him the best, though. Who? Robert Windsor, our old linebacker. Yep. I'm going to cover his D-line. Let's go ahead and get Oh, yeah, D-line. Yeah. I would say he was Fair a DT. DT. I'm going to pull up the games tomorrow. Yo, I can go first. I'll lead it off if you want me to. All right, Zach, go ahead. Who you got? Oh, for my lock game? Yeah. Yo, Philadelphia is getting beat this week. Ooh. Calling it now. Let me see who they play. Arizona? Arizona Cardinals. By oh, yeah, Arizona? it's happening. Trap game. What? It's happening. It's what? happening. Hey, it's hey, happening. Like what did you say? Oh, did you oh. Say? just a, a major update for everybody out there. It is week five. That means DeAndre Hopkins will be eligible to return, I believe, uh, not next week, but the week after. Oh. I took Arizona and Philly, and I have Philly losing this week. I think Arizona's going to beat the brakes off of them. You got a score you, for me? Wait, but hold on. You beat the brakes off of them? Hold on, hold on. One second, oh, yeah. one, second. one second. So you have that as a lock or as a bold I, prediction? No, he has a Oh, lock. that's a lock. That's a I'm lock. calling it lock, man. Prediction, my boy. <laughs> hey, what's the Dude, bet? What are we doing? We're going to bet this. <laughs> cake, pick, cake pick Arizona, too. Y'all wallet. I'm taking Arizona just because, like, there's Philadelphia – as someone who despises all Philadelphia sports besides the Flyers, because I got family in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I'm a Devils um, fan, so I don't like it. <laughs> Week one is um, going to be great for us because uh, my wife is a Flyers fan and I'm a Devils fan. They will um, – Philadelphia will find a way to lose a game they shouldn't. This is that game. I don't think so, man. I don't think so. This and is I, that I game. Ashton, it's only because I absolutely love. You know what? You know what? I actually love that pick because you know what? On our page, Matt, I don't know if you've seen it, but I was going back and forth with some punk ass Philadelphia Eagles fan, and he wanted to sit <laughs> there and talk about 
how the I saw that trash or whatever on the Twitter. I'm like, on the Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, I'm like, you guys are 4-0, but you over here talking like you actually beat somebody. I'd love for Philly to but, lose and for us but, to beat them just so I can go back me, to the let, nice. let me say this real quick, all right? Yeah, Philly hasn't really beaten anybody. Arizona right now without DeAndre Hopkins and without their main tight end is a nobody. Yeah, but they're 2-2. Two and two. Nobody. But they're still a nobody. I mean, so, right. I, that's, I that's, the, that's why Philadelphia will the, lose exactly. because they're going to the game like, away. That is, that is actually that is actually the game I'm watching because my wife is a Phillies fan, so or an Eagles fan, so that's who I'm watching tomorrow. So hey, I'll, I'll be talking shit to Zach the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like if like if it. the Philly, if the Eagles end up winning, all right, so be it. But that I saw that game and it just I was like, man, that's a good game. I think Arizona's gonna lose. I think Arizona's gonna win and beat Philadelphia just because well, I'm tired of like, hearing about Philadelphia. Like Eagles. So, so oh, I don't think it would be that bad. I'm, I'm gonna be like seventeen. I'll do seventeen thirty-five Arizona. 17. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a crazy lock too. And y'all might laugh at me for this because I'm kind of on Zach's side. I'm going Giants over Packers. I'm not gonna laugh at you life. because I think it could be realistic. I think I Saquon Barkley see might. That I think Saquon Barkley might go for 450 yards in that game. Saquon Barkley is coming into himself. Daniel Jones looks good, in my opinion. But he's out. He's hurt. Oh shit! Really? I think Daniel Jones is hurt. No, he wasn't um, on my out injury report. No, no, he's good. Daniel Jones is good. Yeah, Daniel Jones is good. He wasn't on my injury. Uh, they say they say they say he got he may have some lingering issues with the ankle, but I I think he's supposed to play. Um, yeah. So hold on, think, she said, I think, hold on, Ashley. What are you talking about? What about those Phillies? Now I gotta go check that score. What's up? Oh, we're winning. <laughs> no, she yeah, said, what about serious. those Phillies? She say like hyping them up, like they're, they they want to game. We're one nothing right now, baby. Let's go. Let's go. But and, all right, hey, you picked the Giants too. You guys be picking. Too. But yeah, man, I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking Giants, man. I I like what the Giants are doing this year. They don't look terrible like they did last year. Saquon Barkley looks like he's back to himself. Uh, if they are able to bring OBJ back, I think uh, Saquon is going to have one passing touchdown, one receiving touchdown, and two rushing touchdowns, 450 yards. <laughs> you think he's going <laughs> to? I like that. I like that. <laughs> gonna go crazy. He's going to go the old LT in 06. I'd like to run in because I'd love to talk crap to this dude named Jimbo. So I will say I didn't pick I didn't pick the Giants on my pickums, but I will I say that I think they're in my lock. Um, just because with my I'm trying to get my Fridays off, you know. So I picked the Packers, but I actually don't think the Packers are good. I don't I think they're terrible. Um, I think this is Aaron, their first time in London too. They've never gone to London. Yep. This is their first time, so I they're think the, they're, they're, the, could, they're the only team. Yeah, I know, Kate. <laughs> they're the only team. It could be one money. of those things where because they're going overseas, it kind of messes with their routine. Hey, you see my cup? Hey, where'd you get that cup? Because I need to get me one. I got this for uh, Christmas a few years back, on, I think on Amazon. Bro, so I have a I have a twenty three jersey, but it's a Gore jersey. I need to take that Gore off and put more. Get a more. Yeah, mine's mine's just Kenny Moore. I bought it because he was my favorite Colt for a while until he started uh, crying about his contract and being playing trash. Yeah. <laughs> figured out. Figured out. I got now he right, played. He, he actually had a really good game uh, on Thursday. So, oh, yeah. Trev, who, who you got as a lock? All right, so I'll have the actual lock since you guys have a uh, bold picks all over the place. I think you OBJ can absolutely the Giants, Ash. hammer. You can uh, bet your life savings, Lions beating the Pats. 
It's happening. It's going what? down. Oh, come on, man. It's going Bro. down. You, you're picking Bro. up the Patriots without Mac Jones? The Patriots. Yeah, li- yes. I'm the Lions over the Pats. That's by like two lock. scores. That's yeah, easy. it's a lock. You're boring. DeMarco next. Oh, Dave's a lot. Hey, 28 to 14. Jared Goff's going to have four touchdowns. It's going to be beautiful. Bailey Zappi is the GOAT. The Lions are missing too many people. Uh, I think the Lions actually face a real defense this week. So I I don't don't know. That's a tough one. Not a real offense, though. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah, Ash, Bailey Zappi is the GOAT. Somebody. (laughs) He didn't play play bad. Okay, so I do want to talk about this. Real quick, he did not play bad last week. No, no he, he did not. That's why, that's why no. Aaron Rodgers was pissed off. He said, we can't lose to a third-string quarterback that was out here but, kicking but our defense on. ass. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Bill Belichick does not trust him. Because at the end no. of the game – Oh, you said Bill Belichick. Yeah, you? at the end of the game, he would not put the ball in his hand. Well, all. I mean, he I mean what are you going to do? He's a he's – he's a, a, He's a six-string third-string You're talking about the same coach who won Super Bowls with a sixth-round pick. Yeah, but they they leaned on their defense for, like, five of those seven championships. You, you yeah. leaned on your defense last week. Brady's <laughs> never had a defense worse than seven. The defense had Bro, a pick six, that, though. They just I'm let saying, the Packers I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, if you want to put trust in this guy, like, you know you're moving forward with this guy for at least a little bit. you got to put trust in him. And at the end of the game, in the fourth quarter, when you needed to win, what did you do? You hand the fucking ball off on first, second, third down. Come on, dude. Let the guy throw the ball, show him what he's got. I'm going Bucks, Ash. Um, but yeah, I, I hear you, Matt. But I don't know, man. I, I think I'd rather put it in a running back's hands, Ashley, just because of question. you know you got a you got a the rookie quarterback and and I, I got know. that, man. But but how do you figure out who 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 you have? And, I think you got to figure out who he is in a full starting game, not just coming off the bench, because that's two different things coming off the it, bench. Yeah, in a game where he's starting a full game that you're being, yeah, that you're being planned for. So, I, I mean, know, as as a coach, I still trust Bill Belichick to do his oh, thing. So as a GM, as my you know, question, my question it. wasn't what was it? Is Bill Belichick a good coach? Because that's I've been saying. No, they that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Need the, they need to change the name of the Super Bowl to Belichick, whatever. Right? But, <laughs> He's kind of mid. I don't know if he's a good coach or not. I like trust him. I like I like Bailey Zappi, man. He's the best college quarterback of all time, as far as the stats say. But it's just tough, man. If Bill Belichick don't trust him, I'm gonna ride with Bill on that. I will. I will say I did pick the Lions. I definitely picked the Lions this week, Uh, especially because I think St. Brown's gonna be back. Uh, I did. I picked New England. uh, DeAndre Swift can be out, and that second running back is is, he's already out. Yep, I'm so still taking Detroit. Williams is still a monster. So, and St. Brown is only questionable. I haven't seen an update about it. So that's something you need to keep a lookout on because if he's out, I, I did. I did pick up their wide receiver too for FanDuel. Um, Who's that? Uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Yeah, he might be. He's questionable. Right he's now. having like a breakout year. He, I, yeah. I think he's their one moving. Forward. Yeah, but if that, you look, that guy's good. He was out last week, and here he is again. Yeah, uh, I can't circle it, but he's over here on the questionable side. Uh, I don't think you were here, Trip. For the oh damn, if uh, but he's right there. Thank you. You pick up DJ Chark. Uh, Marcus Peters is two? questionable against the Bengals. That's not good. 
Yeah. So it feels like the Ravens' secondary is always question is always questionable. I mean, their secondary is questionable just on the field alone. But if they question I mean, yeah. injuries, it's ugly. Hey, Demarco, who, who you got for a lock? My lock of the week is easy for me, man. I, I'm taking Pat the Goat Mahomes over the uh, Raiders. I think they're about to put up like 46 points again, like they usually do against the Raiders. That's a lock of the week. Doom, doom. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I need I need to start doing some audio work now. Because <laughs> it seems like y'all want some audio in here, and I need have Adobe Premiere Pro so I can. Hey, it's all good, it. man. You ain't got to put too much on yourself. I I put hey. the audio in. I got some voices. Different but you, you just gotta send them to me so I can put them up in here. <laughs> don't don't. I, I, oh yeah, I'll be I I'll be recording. I'll be recording and getting screenshots and pictures of everything. So I'll see I enjoy it. I enjoy this stuff, man. I enjoy doing this. Like I even have this. Let's see. Uh, so like you know how our jerseys have the white stripes? I kind of got the white stripes over here. Oh, that's dope. Um, I would just have to take, let's see, take the logo down, and boom, now we got you know Colt stripes on, like we're wearing jerseys. So all I would have to do is make the background. Let's see, let's see if I can mess. Hey, I got a quick question for you guys. Because I was wondering, because I I've told a couple people this and then wonder, who are you guys taking this week in uh, Jacksonville and uh, t- uh, Houston? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Taking Jacksonville. God awful. Damn. You guys all take Jags, huh? I, I'm taking the Jags. Now, I don't think Houston is as bad as everyone. I, I don't think they're like number one overall pick bad. I think they're like number four overall pick bad. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> I, I got I got Houston in that game. Really? Yep. Really? Where's it at? They, Are they, they the home team? Or? They, they swept the Jags last year. And I still think they're better than the Jags currently. So, so they they do weirdly good in the division. They just suck against everybody else. But exactly. I mean, I don't know. I feel like the Jags are on something else this year. I could I could see them actually making a run as a painful as that actually, might be to watch. I didn't pick Houston because I want them to win. I picked them because I thought they would win. But I would also like for them to win because as ugly yeah. as our team has been, I would love to be number one in the division. Oh yeah. I did hit. pick uh, Tennessee and Houston to win, though, so that would put us at second. Sure. Yeah, the, these next wild. two weeks are going to be uh, super important for us. I mean, it, it, it's kind of going to define the rest of the year. I mean, yeah. think about this is one of our best starts in a couple years, as ugly no. as it's been. We're 2-2-1. Two, so, two and one. You know, I actually uh, – somebody just posted it the other day, and I was looking back on it, and this actually wasn't our best start, which I thought it has been. Um, so this year we're two, two, and one. Last year we were one and four. Yep. Uh, the year before that we were three and two. The year before that we were three and two. The year and before that we were. The year before that we were one and five. Or yeah, no, the, the year of Jacoby. The we year of Jacoby. That was that was 2019. We ended up five and two, but through five games we were three and two. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. And through t- uh, 2018 we were one and five. Um, so this has actually been close to uh one of our worst starts so we had we've had two uh one and five one and four starts this is our tied for our third worst start at two and two we've had two other three and two starts so i want to i want to say this is frank's best start since jacoby with with rivers we went three and two as well through five games so this is our third worst start well, if we would have uh, signed Chase McLaughlin, you know, starting week third one. Worst or third best? Because right I would say this is our third best. Uh, well, I, I mean, I don't know if you Either really way. call it third worst or third best. Because most, most of the Wait. time where we started 0-2. Oh, I'm going to call it third best because we won on Thursday. It's third worst, man. Because <laughs> with Jacoby, we went 5-2. and two. So, 
what is it? So 2022, right? We're two, two, and one. Uh, so let's go back to what is it? Uh, 20, Last year we went 2020. We started three, uh, three and two through five games. 2019, three and two through five games. This year, two, uh, two, two, and one through five games. 2021, we were one and four through five games. And then 2018, we were one and five through five games. So this is so this is right in the middle. If our right offense could just figure it the hell out, we could actually make a playoff run this year. I, we Especially really, with how ba- we, how bad the division is. We really could. We really could. So that's a, that's a crazy thing too. Is that we're not out of it. We're not out of it. We we, we deserve to be, but we're not. So we have who next? Jacksonville. Yep. Yes. At home. At home on Sunday. So uh, we should win. The, we should win that game, forty-five to seven. But we'll see how it goes. That's 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 just one of those. One things can where hope we, pray. we always. I mean, if they and at home is one of those things. Where we I mean, we just play. We just play different at home versus Jacksonville. It's like on the yeah. road, we're like a pop mm-hmm. Warner team. At home, we're like an NFL team. So well, you, we you remember last year. You remember last year like they Peyton took Manning. us to. They took us to the wire last year too. Even at home, it was, they it was did. But I feel game. the way the way our team is this year, I think our team is better. I mean, defensively, I think our team is better without the turnovers. Yeah. So if you look at our statistics last year versus this year, we are a better defense. We just don't get as many turnovers. So if Which, we can get those turnovers back, we yeah. would be literally. We'd probably be number one defensively. It's just our offense is struggling so much that it's like. I, I think yeah, Leonard's a huge something. part of that too. If we can get Shaq back, we should start getting. I really, I really don't think Leonard is gonna. I mean, I, I get it. We, we love, we love Shaq. I don't think. No, he's I'm, I'm talking strictly takeaways. I'm yeah. talking strictly takeaways because he has those punch outs. He gets in there for interceptions sometimes. He, he has that big playability that and other see, guys are just as efficient. They just don't get the takeaways that he. He's, but, the, but, he's the exact reason I picked us to beat Tennessee, and the fact that he went out hurt, it made it more iffy for me and. I think yeah. if we have him for the full game, I think he makes a turnover in that game. So my my issue is is that like this the same thing. Um, he hold on one second. Working on something real quick. <laughs> I'm always doing something for this. But he, Shaq, our defense is playing so well without Shaq that I don't know how much of a difference Shaq is going to make with with his with his ability to create turnovers. But that was last year. What do we get this year? We need to see it first because he needs a grace period, right? He's coming off sure. of, of a surgery on a, what is back, right? He's going to need a grace period. He's not going to come in and make instant, you know, tomahawk, bam. You know what I mean? Right. It's not going to happen instantly. Well, um, the good news the good news is that there's 17 teams that are two and two, and we're not too far down in the AFC. So the fact that he does need a grace period where it's not like last year where we're like one and four and like really trying to figure it out. So it's better. Um, but I think when he does come like back, we'll be okay. We, I mean, our defense just pretty much got to do what they did on Thursday. I mean, now look, man, like Kenny Moore came away with a great strip away. We had two sacks. We had like nine QB pressures. Yep. I mean, Denver's offensive line isn't that great, but I don't care. I'm tired of people taking things away from what we did to beat. Yeah, they took advantage of it. It's like, yeah, exactly. You don't come away from games if you don't take advantage of plays. So that's what it is to me at the end of the day. And if this defense can keep playing the way they're playing, DeForest Buckner looked great out there. And, I mean, this guy was playing with an elbow injury, and we didn't even uh, have Quiddy through half of that game. So at the end of the day, 
just keep going, making plays. And, and I think if our offense can step it up, we literally can still, I mean, somehow end up as a, a top team in the AFC just looking at the teams that everybody are playing. Like, nobody's, like, far above everybody else. I mean, look at the Kansas City Chiefs who are only 3-1 and one until tomorrow uh, after they play. I mean, we still got a chance to still sit here and be in the fight regardless if we like it or not. So I want to – I really want – I love that you brought that up. I really think oh, that – Hold on, hold on real quick, Matt, real quick, Matt. Uh, Ashley, yeah, he did have a uh, strip on the ball on Thursday. He uh, punched it out on a kick return, but Denver recovered. I do love Flowers. That's my guy, even though he don't respond to me on Twitter. Go ahead, Matt. You know what? Speaking of Twitter, man, Yannick Ngakwe made me hyped on, on Thursday, bro, when I when I was like – he said game day. I was like, let's go. And he liked it. I was like, yeah, let's go. And then uh, uh, Paris Campbell's wife posted something on Twitter, and I commented on it. She followed me. I was like, oh, let's go. Yeah, she'd be, she be commenting back. Paris don't, but she, she'd be looking out for yeah, the people that support him. That's pretty damn awesome. Man. <laughs> at, least, at, least he doesn't have, at least he doesn't have a wife like Patrick Mahomes has. It's a psycho. But um, – I know that. Like, let's get into the into the the highlights of of who we want to you know show love to for the Colts because Zach was getting into that, and then we you know kind of steered off a little bit. I want to talk about the defensive front. I don't want to talk about just one player. That whole defensive front, the whole four. I want to talk about Quiddy Pay. I want to talk about Grover Stewart. What? De, uh, DeForest Buckner. What? Gawkway, what? And uh, oh boy, I can never say Deo. Let's say Deo. What, bro? What? That's all you gotta do, man. Because this is the best defensive front I want to say we've had since we had Dwight Freeney, Robert Mathis. They have been balling. They have been. And balling. I mean, I mean, the, uh, statistically for the the you know the DVOA has us at 13th uh, against offenses that we've played. But this defensive front is just disruptive in the pass game and in the run game. DeForest looks better than he has in the last three years, in my opinion. I mean, it, was, helps when you got, it, help, it helps when you got a wrecking mate. Like, DeForest Buckner for the last year and a half has just been on his own trying to create pressure. I mean, when you got Yannick and Quiddy doing their thing, and then you even got Grover, who's majorly improved this year in the past. Grover. Grover. Like, man, I mean, it, it helps when you got some guys that – people actually have to block like teams are not double covering or, or double uh double teaming buckner they're double teaming grover so i mean this this helps it, it, it helps like crazy when you got guys that are actually helping you i love it yeah i love the, the d-line i love it bro and i think there's one thing that excites me is when the defense comes on the field i don't feel like i have to stress too much i'm like okay, oh, the, game is, the game is in the defensive hand I, I, i'm okay with that I'm okay with that. And the worst part is, is that I felt the same way last year. If the defense is on the field last, I think I have a little more excitement that we could win the game. I, right? I haven't felt that way in a long time. I felt like it last year. I did because we were a bend on break. We were going to let them get down there, but somehow we were going to make a play, and it was consistent last year. This year it's like – this year is the same way. Like I, I don't feel worried when the defense is on the field. When the offense is on the field is when I'm concerned. I'm like, oh, no, here we go. We took the ball away, but we're about to give it right back. <laughs> like, I, oh, I love this defense, man. I just love it. Yeah, for real. Uh, Ash, I haven't seen the Notre Dame game yet. 
dude, I'm gonna shout out and give love to is Rodney Thomas, um, the second. Ooh, young boy. I, I typically stay away from defense because I don't like playing defense. I don't know anyone who does. <laughs> I do. Um, I, I love playing defense. I do. So, so <laughs> I'll play. I'll play. Three, my three favorite players of all time, right? Because when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a middle linebacker. But as I got older, I realized I was too short, and I thought I was going to go to college and play safety. My three favorite players of all time, Brian Dawkins, Ed Reed, what? Bob Sanders. What? Three nice. favorite it's players tough. of all time. All and, then, huh? and then Palomalu is my next one, and then Ray Lewis. Those are my top five. One linebacker in there. I just like Rodney because, you know, he's got range. And he's shown that, yeah, he's a seventh-round pick, but – the, he the was play still, that he, he made. He's an athlete, and that play that he made on um, Jerry Judy, whoever that was, yes. was that's yes. he was hell so, man. That was incredible. He was looking for that flag, like bro. So I was so pissed because <laughs> analysts tried to take that away from Thomas. They were like, "Oh, if, if Russell Wilson weren't throwing it more to the sideline, he didn't." I don't care. And I don't care Thomas, where you put that ball. Thomas was on his neck bro, bro, from about yards out. But yeah, Thomas came from the other side of the field. Exactly. The other side of the field and made that play, and he didn't even touch him. Uh, didn't even Ash, touch him. Ash, I think our money Watts is on IR for the season. I forgot what his injury was, but I think he is out for the season. Broken um, ankle. Yeah, broken ankle. Um, yeah, Matt, just like you were saying, dude, he came from about 10 yards away. I'm talking about this was a rangy safety. And to me, that's why I love Rodney Thomas because he showed in the preseason he can come in the box and tackle. The only yeah. question I had about him was if he had to play, can he go play in range? And the boy was getting down two let weeks. Me, let me ask this. Let me ask this, right? Because last year we were, without, we were without Julian Blackman. If we would have had him last year, defense would have been different. Oh, hey, buddy. What's wrong with you? You see your face? No. Somebody's in my mouth is bleeding. Let me see. Open your mouth. You're okay. You're not bleeding. Tooth, tooth coming yes, out? Yes, Lewis. Wiping my. Lewis, <laughs> my. mouth. You're good, man. You don't have to mute all that. <laughs> No, man, I love kids, man. I love you ain't gotta do all that, man. Yeah, but for real, if 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 we would have had Thomas last year, do you think we would have had some defensive struggles? Um, I think this guy is a future starter in my opinion. If we had if we had Thomas, we wouldn't have our boy Sandejo. Like, it's probably a fact. I love Sandejo. <laughs> I, I think I just I think I just have respect for him because he was older. And he was able to we, perform. No, as, so as, to me, I think. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I think. I think Sandeo had had. We all have that soft spot for Sandeo. Like I we had Thomas last year. Sandeo wasn't stepping on the field. Hold on, man. He, he was, was a he dog. Was, but I got that. But <laughs> but Sandejo had the average, right? He was an average safety at his age, which is, I think, why we had that love for him. He wasn't good. He was great. He was average. He made plays when he needed to. He was there. He he was he was the best last year that we had. He was the best available option for getting him off the street. That's for sure. Yes. Like, yes. He came in and balled out. I can I can agree. I can agree to that. But if, so, but see, if we had Thomas we, last year, yeah, Thomas last year. See, if I, we had I, Thomas we last year, if we had Thomas last year, we don't lose to the Rams, we don't lose to Seattle, and we don't lose to Baltimore. 
That's three wins right there that I believe that would have got us to the number one seed and would have got us in the playoffs. I'm gonna so, I'm gonna take you a step further. I'm gonna take you a step further. If we had Yannick and Gakwe, we would not have lost to Tennessee twice. Uh, I mean, it's still a tough one to call because Carson Wentz had to sprain ankles week 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 four. That's fine. We'll take them. But, but our issues were defensively. When Ryan Tannehill was running off the goddamn edge. Yeah, but we get we had we picked him off like twice. I think that game that. Yeah, yeah. but but he beat us with his feet. He didn't beat us with his arm. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. But yeah, he I definitely he's... beat us with his feet. And this last Sunday, he only ran once. The issues on Sunday when we played them was offensively not being able to score when we got in scoring range. If we yeah. would just kick field goals each time, we would have won that game. But we yeah, did, and it, it just became a mess. No, I think it, it would end up being 23-24, right? Because it was two no, field goals that we didn't get. Oh, no, there was three. There was three because Which we one scored was a the touchdown. It was 24-17, and then we had three other drives that went scoreless. After the touchdown? Yes. I may need to go back and watch that. I think I'm Because yep. so I watched uh, as you I said, watched the tape as I was on the treadmill. Ash, Which one do you want? You thought, you, thought we said, you thought we said day or what? Ash, um, but yeah, no, uh, it's just, it's just what Ronnie Thomas to me, like, just like you said before, Matt, you said your favorite safeties were Brian Dawkins, um, Ed Reed and Bob Sanders. All those guys were rangy to me though. That's two things you got to be able to do as a safety. You got to be able to tackle, not hit hard. You got to be able to tackle and you got to be able to be a rangy safety that doesn't get beat deep. And to me, that's why I didn't like Andrews, uh, Andrews and Dayhill. He's not like he wasn't really a cover guy, and he wasn't really a tackle guy. He was a lay the hammer guy. He was more of those guys that like you put in the box, and they're gonna be freaking legit, like a Jamal Adams. Like you put them in the box, and they're gonna come lay hat. But outside of we that, need, it's we just need a Bob like, Sanders. It was like, we need a Bob. That's why I like Nick Cross. I think Nick so, Cross can be that guy, but I don't think he, he is. Get, I don't think, I think he is. I think he, listen, he is. He doesn't. I'm telling listen. you that. I'm telling you, Matt. It's just like oh, with Isaiah Rodgers. He listen. just needs like five plays a game. This, is, this is why I like these shows, and this is why we're 40 minutes over our allotted time, which we're just going to keep going because I'm having fun, right? And Zach's having fun. We're all having fun. <laughs> we're going to keep going. Probably going to go to bed, man. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even in the middle of the day, so my kids are asleep. My wife's asleep. All right, so listen – None of our safeties right now are a strong safety caliber. None of them. I get it. I mean, some of them can play. The I don't run, know. McLeod. McLeod is probably the best one. Strong safety caliber. Tradition. Yeah. Right. And he's more of a cover safety. Traditional safeties that I think of when I think of strong safety, it's Brian Dawkins, Bob Sanders, Troy Palomalu. Right. You got some other guys in there in the mix that you don't. You know, not big name guys, but John you John Lynch, dudes that hit hard. Dudes that hit you like a linebacker. They're short. They're big. They hit you like a linebacker. We don't have those guys, man. We got short, coverage, fast guys. We don't have guys that are going to go up to Derrick Henry and lay his ass out. But see, that's yeah, – They don't, but make, me, but they don't make Cam Chancellor on trees no more. Right, but what I'm saying is, is Derrick Henry, right, if he would have faced any of those guys back in the day, those strong safeties. Yeah. He couldn't he run high like he does now. He wasn't but running see, high. 
But he see, that's my, but see, that's my, that's my thing though. Is Nick Cross didn't play against Derrick Henry? That's one of those things that you always say. You always say it about unproven guys or guys that don't play. You say you can't trust them if they don't play, and you or you haven't seen them. Nick Cross didn't play against Derrick Henry, so how is he supposed to get that experience? I'm saying give the guys five games up. Five games, five games of uh, five, listen, or five, five listen, plays a game. You, if you play, and just get if you experience. play him, if you play him against Derrick Henry and he puts Derrick Henry on his ass, because there's Kari Willis. Where's yeah, Kari Willis? Kari Willis put, Kari Willis put Derrick Henry on his ass. Yeah, but you go back and look the hit. It's like a tackle. And then like a sideways no. fall on top of me. Yeah, that I watched the layout. No, I have no, no. watched I watched no, the highlight like six times. There were two hits and Kari Willis had a layout on Derrick Henry. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. But here's let, the other let thing. It, but let's talk I'm, about it because Derrick I'm, Henry is another thing, and Sean Taylor is another thing. Yes, Ash, uh, Sean, Sean Taylor to me was one of the one of the old the old school, like real, like legit old school. My He's favorite highlight guys. is him. My it's favorite highlight where he smacks the punter. Yeah, yeah. Sean Taylor, is, Sean Taylor is the guy that gets down. Sean Taylor is one of those guys that go all out. All he was not playing around that. Sixty-five. Love Sean Taylor. Um, but yeah, I'm just saying, man. It's just guys like that. We got to get them in. You got to get them five plays a game. I, I get it, but until like, I see it as a fan, because listen, see? if I'm a coach, see? if I'm a coach, hold on, hold on. If I'm a coach, I'm sorry, I'm pouring my drink. Now nah, you're good. If I see it as a coach, right? Because as a coach, you see differently than what us fans want to see. And, and I've coached football for a long time, for the last decade. And there were players that were parents, you know, parents, whatever. They're like, oh, play him. Play him. I'm like, yeah, he's going to get in, but he's on a rotational basis, right? Why? Because he's not as good as you think he is. You got some love for him, and that's fine. But when it comes to the game time, it's like I'm going to play the best options that I have. Right, Colts don't so, do that. You're not wrong. You're see, not there's wrong. Two, there's so. two things to that, though. Like, it's just like, like my son plays Pop Warner right now, and I realize he's not that good. You know, he's got a lot of play. It's, a, it's yeah. his first year, but at the same time, you want to see your kid put in five, six, seven plays. It's like if they don't play, they don't gain the experience. So, how does a guy get better from year one to year two? So, he I'm not plays. gonna lie, he, he, he is a film. Pee-wee is a whole lot different because in Pee Wee, I've always given these guys the opportunity to play. Exactly. So that's I don't what know. I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. about like, being a pro. Like the same thing. Exactly. It's about, being, about a being a pro. But what do pros do? Pros play. They study film. They, they get the they reps study, in and they practice. Get the reps, they practice. So, so, they like, so I'm going well, to say go you, out on the field. So if you don't go out on the field and you don't actually have to communicate with the guy next to you, communicate to a guy next to you, communicate with a guy in front of you, you don't learn how to play. Like I played safety and corner. Those are my positions. And I know for a fact that if you're never on the field and you're sitting on the sideline and this is your first time playing, you don't really get that experience to go out and be able to know, like, I'm going to come up and make a hit because I know that's run. I'm going to get back in my zone because I know that's past. These are things that you miss out on if you don't even get a couple plays. And look at Rodney Thomas. Rodney Thomas has been legit. And this is just but I also feel in zone coverage. He hasn't even came also, up yet. Also going to say maybe, maybe this might have something to do with it. I don't know. We'll call I, don't, I don't know any. I mean, that's the thing. Rodney Thomas went to Yale, so he's incredibly intelligent. And Smart. I feel like he's using his – Right. I feel like he's using that intelligence to take advantage of the opportunity that Nick Cross essentially lost. What Not because Nick Cross didn't have the ability. 
No, he has Nick the Cross athleticism. Is. It's just right. he's missing the smarts, the recognition. Right. I think Nick Cross is the far more talented player. I, but, I like that you brought up where he was from because exactly. one of those things is – if you go back and watch the game, the broadcast kept bringing that up. They're like, oh, there's Thomas from Yale. Yale. Oh, like everyone was so shocked that this guy from Yale was making plays. I mean, hey, uh, Ash, our offense does need to get in rhythm, but I honestly think at this point it's an offensive line thing. I don't think it's everybody else. If our offensive line can start playing better, I think our offense can legit get it going. Hey, yo, I got to hop off here. My uh, computer's going to die. Okay, man. All right, no problem. I, um, Yeah, Matt, I don't know if you're ready to be done or not, but I'm going to go off on the last thing here. Oh, he, he cut out. Yeah, uh, so keep my, going if you want. It's fine. <laughs> now nah, my wife's going to kick my ass in a minute. <laughs> I know, um, yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah, no, my last thing is just how everybody talks about, all oh, the Colts done this and done that and they didn't really win and other teams have more so lost it i'm not with that mentality dude i will take 12 to 9 or 17 to 20 how he beat the chiefs i will take that for another 13 weeks to get wins i'm not apologetic about any win i know we all want frank right fired but i will take 15 more of those wins all the way to a goddamn super bowl if that's what it gets us i'm not apologizing for any win i want the Colts to win every week so so I'm, I'm with you. I'm not a – I mean, yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh, tank, whatever, right? And I'm I'm emotional. It's just how I've always been. Bro, yep. I remember let – me, let me take it back a little bit, right? I, I apologize to your wife. Show her this part so that she knows, right? <laughs> it's story time. When I was when, – when we went into the playoffs four years in a row, we lost to the Patriots. Yep. Right? Four years that. in a row, we lost to the Patriots. And I was starting to get pissed. Pissed. I was a kid, man. I think I was like 10, 10 to 10 or 11, 12 when we started losing in the playoffs to the Patriots all the time. And then the year, the year we won the Super Bowl, we went down 21 to 3 against New England and we were at home. This was the first time that we had home field advantage against the Patriots in the playoffs. First time. And I was like, oh, we're going to win because this is the first time we're not playing in the fucking snow. Because we always played in the snow in New England in the playoffs, and we just sucked. And this was the first time we played in the RCA Dome at home, and I was like, man, we have a chance. Bro, halftime, 21-3. to Dude, I went to my room. I was crying like a little bitch. I was so sad. I was so mad. I was playing Madden, whatever. And then my mom started cheering, and I went I went to my room, and I, was, I came back out, and we started winning, right? And then we won the Super Bowl. I was hyped. I was like, and it's just one of those things where, like, now I'm just like, what is happening? Like, where did this organization go? All the way up until 2018. I understood a couple years that we kind of sucked because Andrew Luck was in and out of injuries. And then 2018, we went one and five. And then we ended up making the playoffs. And then, and you know, we lost <laughs> to the Chiefs. But – after Andrew Luck retired, man, it's just this is not the Colts organization organization that we're used to. Reggie Wayne just said we were spoiled too. Spoiled. Spoiled. And I think some of us fans have to realize that we're gonna have ugly wins. Right? We're gonna have them because it's just who we are. We had ugly wins with Peyton Manning. We had wins with Peyton Manning through three interceptions. We had wins. We we had major comebacks, and people forget about those. Does anybody remember the Monday night Tampa Bay comeback? 
Nope. They Four don't remember. Quarters. We were down by five touchdowns. Five touchdowns with two minutes. Two to three minutes left in that game. We came back and won. Monday night football. Largest Monday night football comeback ever. Like, I, I get upset. And I'll go on Twitter and I'll, I'll, I'll talk to Jim. I'll be like, hey, Jim, what the fuck are you putting together? <laughs> you know, I, I just got to get it out sometimes. But when it comes to game day, dude, I don't care. I'm 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 loving the Colts like nothing ever happened. We we exactly. lost we lost three days before we played the Broncos, and I'm like, when it came to game day, hey, I forget that we lost to Tennessee. It's game day. Let's go. We're coming in to get that win. Hey, yeah, we won twelve to nine in an overtime win. And I was the fact is we won. That. I was pissed off about that whole game until we won. Yeah, the whole game until Gilmore made that play. Like, so that's man. why that's why I'm getting tired of people being like, oh yeah, we didn't really win. Like, nah, fuck that. Bro. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm unapologetically taking a win. Big I time. will take I Every will time. take 12 to 9 in a Colts win all the way to a goddamn Super Bowl if that's what it means, because I don't care. Listen, I, we, everybody we wants currently. to make an excuse like, oh, this team lost it. Oh, this team lost it. Well, guess what? I'll let the Jags lose it. I'll let the Titans lose it. I'll let the Washington Commanders lose it. I'll let the Patriots lose it. I'll let the Chargers lose it. I'll let the Raiders lose it. I will let all of these teams lose it up until we win the Super Bowl. And guess what they're going to say? The Indianapolis Colts are the Super Bowl champs because everybody else lost it. Nobody else wanted it. I don't care. Guess what? That means we wanted it, right? That's what I'm <laughs> and, and I agree. I agree. We're we're two two and one right now, right? And two wins, I can say that you know we either won it or the other team lost it. But either way, that's in our win column. So we who, walk cares? Away with w. who yep. cares? Now guess what? We need to go ahead and next week, right? We got the whole whole week to heal up. Look at the film. If these players are not in the film room studying right now, they've got an issue because they, they're all wrong. They gotta get they're up. They're all wrong. They need to get – I mean, I get it. You have families, but you need to go ahead and look at that film. Watch absolutely, that film. Absolutely. Absolutely. Watch, watch what you've done wrong. Learn how you can – you know, figure out how you can learn from that. Take it. Adjust. Do it better so you that you can better. beat Jacksonville because if we lose against Jacksonville again, that's it. Yeah, it's going to be real ugly. But I, I bet you, I'm willing to bet right now that we don't lose to Jacksonville again. No, I'm, I'm telling you, I got that game as like 35 to seven, like something like it should literally be, it should be a dominant game from a team that is pissed off. And Frank, and Frank, Frank, weeks one through five has a losing record. Yep. After week five, he's good. It takes him five weeks a season. Yep. Better be. So yeah, just any Colts fan out there that are watching, just letting y'all know the Colt, DeMarco Sanderson, is unfazed. I will accept any W if it is a W. As long as we build off of it, I'm gonna take it to a Super Bowl. Just letting y'all know I'm representing each and every day. Go Colts. Hey man, hold when on, hold control. on. I even had this thing I worked on. Look at this. Look how beautiful this is. Hold on. And I forgot to put it up there. You know, we're gonna swipe Look off that. that. We're going to swap off Look that because that was the week before. But, Coach, you see the dub. The dub. The dub. The dub. Look at that. The dub. Hey, that's a beautiful graphic, though, ain't it? Look at that. Yeah, it is. I like hey, your it. boy made that. Your I boy like made it. that. Putting in work. Putting in that's work. Providing quality. Hey, there's going to be something similar <laughs> to that next week, right? So, 
I'm gonna keep putting in work. This is what it is. It is thanks everybody for watching. Hey, make sure you guys subscribe, like, and follow. Subscribe, Uh, like, follow. However, you listen to us, your guys on kicking it with the crew. Hey, so make sure you guys follow listeners. Uh, we are on Twitter. All right, look up kicking it with the crew on Twitter, IG, Facebook. All right, and then subscribe on YouTube, Kicking It With The Crew. I'm going to check on YouTube. Go Colts. Go Colts, baby. Go Colts. Wentz had a nice bounce back year. Season, he was good. the, The issue for me with Wentz is always chips are on the line. Now what? And I picked the Jags because of Carson Wentz. I think it's one of the worst losses in recent NFL memory mm-hmm. for me. I think it's one of the worst losses in the history of their franchise. It absolutely falls at the feet of Carson Wentz, but everybody in that organization had a hand in it. In the meantime, we have another quarterback on the move. Matt Ryan has been traded to the Colts. Breaking news out of the NFL where Stephon Gilmore is signing with the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts have traded for Yannick Ngakwe. Wow. Jonathan Taylor is the MVP of the NFL. This is the best run-blocking offensive line in the NFL. Reggie Wayne talking about Matt Ryan. Exact quote. It makes me throw up how much he reminds me of Peyton Manning. Taylor, give a touchdown, and to the 